This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we interrupt your regularly scheduled programming listener to bring you the latest edition of What the Fuck Happened? The Fuck? That ginger geek Matt Dalhauer is back to torture himself with Omega Hedrons, love potions, and the power of shadows as we try to figure out what the fuck happened to 1984's Supergirl. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, May 22nd, 2023. Hey, it's Michael Rosenbaum, and you are listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? Because you, my friend, need to keep up with all the latest superhero and comic book TV and movie news. And nobody brings it like these guys do. Check them out. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Fans out there. Let's give it up. Hey, what's up, listener? How's it going? Thanks for pressing play, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero, TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. And he's definitely the nerd. I'm definitely the nerd. I'm not so sure he's the jock. We'll figure that out in a bit. All right, fine. I'm not a jock, but I, I did push-ups. Okay. I drank beer, and I uh, I looked at sports for a second. That counts. You'll be the... I looked at a sport. Anthony's not with yeah. us, but you will be the jock for this episode. Hey, quick writer's strike update. They're still on strike. But you know who's not on strike? Our guest, the ginger geek himself, Matt Delhauer. What's up, buddy? Oh my god! I wish I was on strike. Wouldn't that be nice? I kind of want. I, th- I might uh, go on strike. No, not even just like in general, <laughs> specifically for this episode. <laughs> I wish I'd gone on strike. Well, you and me not, both. Uh, yes, I think the <laughs> listener may want to go on strike from this podcast. Oh, sorry. I, I guess that's that's not a that's not a, a happy enough intro. Uh, what's up, dudes? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, bring the fakeness, like I do. <laughs> Oh my God! Look at me—it's me, the persona of Matt Delhauer. <laughs> it's not the real. Well, the real Matt Delhauer. The real Slim Matt Delhauer is depressed. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we got the ginger geek. It's good therapy, folks. That's all. Yeah. Oh my God! Everyone, look at the mask that is Matt Delhauer right Listen, now. We're all just going to hide ourselves from our problems and our feelings for a couple hours here to have That's some fun. That's what this show is all about, kids. Yes, it's your escape. Mm, yeah, I'm just a clown it's- doing a dance. <laughs> it's your escape. We got Matt Delhauer here because you've seen the title. We are doing our a new entry into our favorite fan favorite. Is it fan favorite series titled What the Fuck Happened? I, I mean, it was fan favorite at one point, but like it's been over a year, I think. So I'm pretty sure I'm dead in the eyes of the Internet. <laughs> well, we are. Do- yes, we uh, there's been a big gap. But hey, look, you saw the title. We are doing What the Fuck Happened to Supergirl from 1984. This is congratulations, everyone. The 18th edition of what the fuck happened. Oh, shit. What the fuck happened is legal, y'all. That's right. So you can, they can go out and party. In all 50 states. <laughs> so, <laughs> Gross. 18 in, uh, like, our we're in year nine now. I think that's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, so. Uh, well, no, you're, you're eight. 
if we started in 2015 well, that's true i mean the podcast is in year nine we've been podcasting yes. for over eight years yeah now uh, you guys you guys were doing bullshit before i showed up and then and then it became a real yeah show. first one going back to 2015 that's not true you needed rug boy to be a we real need show. rug boy we need the del howers we need Whoa, our whole supporting cast and crew um, look Look, I am super into myself, but I support my friends. We support you too, Delhauer. We love you. Oh, good because oh my god, I need it. I, I am, I am so against myself all the time. Look at what I do. Look at what I give to you. It's just me <laughs> flogging myself in front of an audience. It's true, listener. Delhauer just tortured himself today, and he's going to do it for you now. I always love. Please look at I me. I always love starting these with a uh, quick. I'm gonna set up the movie, but before we get there, Delhauer. How and why yes. did we choose Supergirl 1984 for this edition? <sighs> this came up back when we did Superman 4. That was the last What the Fuck Happened episode. No, it wasn't, you oh, no, motherfucker. It was two ago, yeah. It was two ago. Episode we three, did, yeah. we did, we did John Constantine. Right. Episode 347, Quest for Peace, Superman 4, yes. Oh my God, 347, that's so I know, and we're on, four, we're on 487 for this one. 487, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm bad at what I do. Um, <laughs> yes, we, when we did Superman 4 in the conversation about that, we talked about Superman 3, which, I mean, we'll probably do at some yeah. point. We talked about Supergirl, and at one point we were like, we should do that movie. And I went, yeah, I guess we will one day. And uh, one day came because it's just what I picked off the list, and I really regret having done that. Yeah, well, and uh, listen, I thank you for the torture you're about to put yourself into. A couple of things about this movie. Uh, I'm going to give you some quick info. This is the first live-action appearance of the character of Supergirl, from uh, based on character from DC Comics. Uh, we had, haven't had had many Supergirls, if you think about it, throughout the year. Three? Well, now? so the next one after this would have been Laura Vandervoort on Smallville, if you're going to count that one. Right. Oh, I never saw Smallville, so four, that, yes. counting the, the Flash movie that's yes. coming and out. and then the longest-running one, Melissa Benoist, not a bad Supergirl at all. I kind of... Not a bad uh, one I at all. Dug, I kind of dug the last few seasons of that show, CW. <laughs> you know what I love about the CW yeah. shows is they start off really fucking lame, and then CW stops caring about yeah. them, and so they just are like, oh, you know what we're going to do? Whatever the fuck we want. And it becomes entertaining. It's true that season one of Supergirl was like on CBS and it wasn't that great. And then they booted it to CW and like it got kind of OK. Uh, then you just mentioned this. We're about a month away from the Flash movie finally coming out. And Sasha Kale is playing yet another Supergirl. And then I think that's a one and done because James Gunn's rebooting everything and has played another Supergirl Woman, woman of Tomorrow movie, probably going to read this. I would love to tell all of you that I chose to do Supergirl as a tie-in to be, like, you know, relevant to the Flash movie coming yeah. out, but I'm not that good at SEO. <laughs> oh, wow. I I thought you did, because, no, like, there's so many articles coming out literally now. Literally, it was just the thing at the top of the list that I wrote in my phone one day. And I looked oh, at it and went, Supergirl. Yeah, I guess I'll watch that Yo, shit. Just take the win on that one. It, that's why it's like perfect doing this now. This is this is the thing about me is like I somehow just bullshit my way into seeming like a competent <laughs> podcaster, voice actor, comedian, writer, things like Listen, that. You stumble into it, but you nail the landing. That's all that matters. Yeah, it's it's just like, you know, it's it's what I like to call 
the story of being a white guy is <laughs> uh, like, did I plan it? No. Did it work out? Fuck yeah. Must be nice. Uh, even though I look white, that, none of that shit ever happened to me. I missed out on now the whole give me thing. the money. All right. A little bit more context. <laughs> this movie came out late uh, fall 1984. Oh, don't even give it that much. It, this is November. This was holidays. Oh, this is like almost holidays. Yes, this was holidays 84. Yeah, Christmas, Thanksgiving. You're right. Holidays 1984. Now, 1984, a fucking phenomenal year. Oh, do movies. you want me to list yes. off the movies that came out in 1984? Yes, I do. All right. So, a little bit of the what the fuck happened before we even get into the movie itself. This movie was originally slated to come out in the summer of 1984. Here are the movies that came out in the summer of 1984 that overall did better than Supergirl did in the box office. <laughs> Here comes a long list. Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Gremlins, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, Karate Kid, Purple wow. Rain, Romancing the Stone, yeah. Conan the Destroyer, The Last Starfighter, wow. Red Dawn, wow. Revenge of the Nerds, Police Academy, oh The Muppets Take Manhattan, Sixteen Candles. The never-ending story, yes. splash, wow. and footloose. This is the summer of 1984. Holy that is the shit. summer of 84. Not to mention, Terminator came out that year. This is Spinal Tap, and then the movies that came out in the holiday season of 1984 that did better than Supergirl, including Beverly Hills yep. Cop, The Terminator, Chuck Norris's Missing in Action, David Lynch's version of Dune. And John Carpenter's Starman. Amazing year. Those are all great movies. This is not one of those caliber this movies. This is not one. No. It, what it is, it's the fourth film in the Superman film series, actually set after Superman 3 from 1983, and kind of like crazy doing a shared universe before shared universes. This is a spinoff in that universe. The closest thing you can say to this being a shared universe yeah. is a radio broadcast... A poster that hangs up in a dorm room for a girl's uh -huh. school. And Jimmy fucking yeah, Okay, Wilson. yeah. There's one character. That well, counts. There's one fucking character. Oh, I'm not saying it doesn't count. J dude. I'm saying it's bullshit. That, that, that dude. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the only dude that's been in all the Superman movies from the 80s. He has, he has that record, right? Uh, he does. On Rotten Tomatoes, this movie is sitting at, out of 36 reviews, it's an older movie, Eight percent. Lobby oh, John. You know, I have. I, we're gonna have to go back and do a, a look, but I'm pretty sure that sits within the bottom. Oh God, I want to say like not even not even like the the bottom third. That's like the bottom oh, fifth of the movies. No, no, we've done. I've, I ran the numbers. Oh, good. This is tied for the lowest Rotten Tomato score for any what the fuck movie uh, with Catwoman. Also, no fucking way. So you'd think I'd know that, yeah. but like I said, I'm bad at what yeah, I Yeah, Catwoman in 2004. So that's one of our, you know, qualifications for what the fuck happened movie. That checks the box 8%. Holy shit. What's, what's its, uh, what's its, uh, its, its aggregate score? Oh, uh, 3.4 out of 10. Oh my God, it's even yeah. worse. Oh, fuck Here, me. Here's the other criteria for what the fuck happened movie. It checks this box too. The movie was made for $35 million dollars. Finishes uh -huh. the box office run with 14 million. 14 million. There's box number two. 
That's bad. That's uh, really not, bad. You even get to half. And, and again, again, remember, any budget that you yeah. read, double that for potential marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in the 80s, they didn't have the internet. So that shit's all posters, trailers, TV commercials, yep, yep. product tie-ins, yep, yep, all that shit. Yeah, Burger King burgers and shit. Yeah. AEW, or not AEW, ANW root yeah. beer is all over this fucking movie, and I guarantee you she showed up on, I don't know, cases of. Oh, well, you cola. know, there was like a Popeye's chicken fucking tie in, obviously. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. that they yeah. Did with The classic 7 Eleven Slurpee Cup yeah. tie in. Yeah. So, uh, you're right about there's all, that's the only connections to the uh, original movie. There's one more connection. Producer Ilya Salkin, the only other name that's connected to the movies. But this one, directed by Geno. Swartz. So I don't know how you say his name. Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me. That's a French Geno ass name. It is a French Swart. ass name. It's it's Geno Suarez. Oh, Geno Suarez. You may know as the director of such things as Jaws Two and mm-hmm. Somewhere Ooh. in Time that uh, had Christopher Reeve. Oh, Christopher Reeve in that movie. Uh, this movie is from a screenplay by David O'Dell. Here's what he wrote: The Muppet Show. The Dark Crystals, and also wrote on Masters of the Universe. Is this all starting to make sense here? The the show the, or the, the movie? The Masters or, or of the, the Universe, the movie Masters of the Universe. Oh Dark Crystal my God. movie. The truth of it yeah. is, if it wasn't for the fact that it was a 100% original concept, yeah. Dark Crystal is yeah. one of those movies that sadly would wind up on this list. Oh, man. But I love the Netflix. Uh, that Netflix show is fucking great. No, so here's the thing. I do enjoy... Or at least I remember enjoying Dark Crystal the yeah. movie at some point in my like mid-teens when I first saw it. Because the first time I ever saw it before that, I was a kid, and that movie was fucking upsetting. Yeah. Like, never-ending story yeah, upsetting. See, that, yeah, nightmare yeah, fuel. That's how they used to make them for us kids. I missed that. Okay, here's where it gets even weirder. This cast. I'm going to give you the cast. This is a fucking weird, eclectic, kind of random group of people thrown together. <laughs> make a movie cast as supergirl you have a very young helen slater i believe she was unknown at the time very fairly unknown at the point and i think she maybe had like one credit before uh, this. and who do you have oscar winner faye dunaway <laughs> what an oscar for network at this point oscar mm-hmm. winner peter o'toole who won an oscar for fucking lawrence of arabia i think yeah me a fair a yeah just movie. a little movie T- tiny independent tiny film. Independent film. Mia Farrow, Brenda Vaccaro. Uh, you got a dude named Peter Cook, Mark McClure, of course, coming back as Jimmy Olsen, Hart Buckner, uh, uh, who we see later in the decade in that Die Hard. I was going to say, for anyone who doesn't recognize yeah. that name, he's the Cokehead Ellis from yeah, Die Hard. Yeah, he's the asshole dude with the beard. Matt Frewer, isn't uh, it? Yes. yes. So, but just fucking Faye Dunaway, Peter O'Toole, Mia Farrow, Brenda Vaccaro, like, what the fuck? That's odd. It's it's one of those types of movies where I see some of the cast, and the first thing I think is either A, who did you owe money to? <laughs> yes, who's blackmailing you? Or B, <laughs> what have these producers seen you do? Well, this is my guess. Isn't this... The movie before the quest for peace. Yes, it is. So this is the movie that led to them selling the rights yep. to Canon. Yep. So yeah, so Superman had still not been a complete shit show. They, I mean, the Richard Pryor one is not everyone's favorite at all. 
And I think that was the downward spiral. But like the quality was still yes. in that one. Yes. Oh, yeah. They still like were trying to make a yes. big budget movie. Warner Brothers was still pumping money into the franchise yes. and at they, that point. Yeah. At, yeah. So at this point, the name recognition with the, with the S is actually good. So they probably thought they were going to be in a good movie. Well, I, I almost I mean, I, I'll touch on this later, yeah. but I feel like a big part of it was a majority of the cast they brought in was brought in at a time where they were still convinced Christopher Reeve would be in this movie as Superman. Yeah, we will get into all that in the what the fuck happened segment, but that is that's that explains a lot of things when you watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, last thing as the when this show posts, you will be able to watch this movie. It's available right now, but it's going to be it's available on it'll be Max. By the time this show posts, it won't be purple HBO Max. Oh yeah, you're it's right. It's going to be blue you're- Max and it's Jesus Christ, the last week of HBO this is the Max. last day, yeah. This is literally the last day. Oh, no, it's the, the last, last thing I day. watched on HBO Max. I mean, it's still there. It's just called Max. Oh, no. I need to watch something just else. Just clean the palette just, for, just as a tradition, as custom. Uh, it's the stupidest name. Anyways, watch along. Also, listener, uh, if you want to join the conversation, we have a great Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. We're all in there. Uh, Del Hauer is in there, I think. No, he's not. Oh, maybe, maybe he's, he's not. not in there. Well, I, I would be if I didn't dis discontinue my my Facebook because I have very little reason beyond that to do it. And I love you guys, but you guys can reach me other places. Yeah, you can find them. Yell at yell at me on Twitter. Uh, follow my Instagram to see pictures of me being like, ah, look at me. <laughs> well, look, listen, join the group for reactions and suggestions to our What the Fuck Happened series. We'd love to have you geek out in there. And who knows? Maybe I'll show up more often on the there podcast if I try harder. All right. There's the setup. We are. It's 1984. We're in a theater. People are smoking. The floor is sticky. Everybody's smoking. Uh, everyone's got popcorn and Reagan is The president. lights go down. You may have just seen a trailer for something called Back to the Future with that kid from Family Ties. Uh, that movie, know, that movie can't. It's got. I don't no know if that's going to be any good, but it's coming out next year. Anyways, lights go dark, credits go up. Cute Hour. Here we go. The first thing that we come across in the Supergirl movie is me recognizing this movie is going to be two hours, <laughs> and I wrote, "Uh oh." Beyond that, we then get immediately into the credit sequence for this film, which is like kind of purplish clouds. And you think, whoa, that seems like eerie and a little ethereal and, and otherworldly. And you get these shiny chrome looking uh, credits that come up telling you that Faye Dunaway's in this movie <laughs> she gets, and yeah. Heather Slater's in this movie. And then it does that for another three fucking minutes. It's weird they put Faye Dunaway's name first, first of all. And second of all, I read they spent a million dollars on these fucking credits. It's not oh, weird that they put Faye Dunaway's name first because nobody knew she's a star yeah. and Heather Slater's a fucking Helen, nobody. Helen Slater. I, it doesn't matter. No, it I'm not going to get it right now. <laughs> I think I wrote it as Heather throughout this thing, so I'm very sorry to Helen Slater. Um. But anyway, it's three straight minutes of these credits to the point where we are finding out who the first AD on this movie is in these fucking credits. You don't need that shit above the line at the beginning of the movie. I'll find out who the first AD is after I'm done being pissed that I sat through this. (laughs) Anyway, 
I had to switch over from my PlayStation to going off of Google Chrome because for some reason HBO Max kept like pausing every 30 seconds Ew. for like a half second and I was going to lose my shit. Yeah, that's torture. I had to move to my phone to make sure that it was just the PlayStation and not HBO Max yeah. because if it was HBO Max, I was going to tell Imran, fuck you, we're, we're not-, not doing this tonight, goodbye. I, I would have been all right with that. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, the first thing we see after the credits are done is a big glowing crystal, I think. Maybe. Seems to be what I'm looking at in the middle of darkness. But it turns out, you know what that is? That's the city of Argo. Or so I'm told. As we get from the Ben Affleck movie? It's the Ben it's it's (laughs) oh man, let me tell you. The Ben Affleck movie tells a very different story about the city of Argo. Oh, okay. By the way, I couldn't tell what this thing was from the very no, beginning. It's supposed to be the city of Kandor, isn't it? It is. As far as the comics are concerned, yes. But here's the problem. This movie doesn't give a shit about what the comics might tell you. Because we get so much information in the first five minutes of this movie. And I could not tell you what a single bit of that was. Yeah. I read the subtitles, so I remember it. I had the subtitles on, and I don't. What is this gibberish? It helps me remember things when I read We're it. We're in the crystal fucking stage in, in you know, Hollywood that's apparently also the city of Argo, uh, where in which we meet Kara, who seems to be an adult, but is also in classes with little children. <laughs> Right, she's special. Which tells me that she has the brain of a child. Yeah, why is she the oldest one in this class? Yeah. And she comes across Zaltar, played by Peter O'Toole, who clearly owed somebody a lot of money. Oh my God, Peter O'Toole is hilarious. And he is explaining to Kara uh, that he has a magic wand that lets him just build things, I guess. Uh, and he builds a weird structure, and she goes, what's that? And he goes, it's a tree, <laughs> or at least I think it is. And she's like, like from Earth? How the fuck do you know what Earth is? How the fuck do any of you know any of this shit? <laughs> By the way, the set also, just got to mention, it looks like an Ikea store made out of, like, dried semen. I don't know how else to describe it. Is, it. <laughs> it is literally the idea of if a spider web just turned into solid glass. Yeah, it's very weird. And so then Zoltar shows off. By the way, I stole the Omega Hedron, which by from outside of here, because I actually wrote it down. I'm never going to remember the name of this thing. It's going to be called the MacGuffin or the Mega Hexa thing. Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing that based on the information I've gained throughout the whole movie, I need to try and suss out. So he says that he borrowed the Omega Hedron, which is like the power source of this weird crystal city right. on, that is encased in, quote, inner space. Yeah. Uh, to which Kara says, you stole it? And he says, no, I borrowed it. But we later learn by the time that Kara leaves Argo City or Argon City or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't remember. Uh that he is the person who not only built and created this city, he runs it. So who the fuck <laughs> did he steal this from? That's a good point. If he is the person who runs this fucking city. 
Yeah, they don't even make it clear like what him borrowing it does to the city. It's like they need it. It powers the city. Well, what, I, what I what love is is that she borrows his magic wand and builds a fucking dragonfly with it. And then while he's talking to her parents, he's hiding the fact that he has it and kicks it away and it just rolls by her. And then suddenly it powers her dragonfly thing that she built with the magic wand to rip a hole in the city. Oh, my God. Which sucks the mega super hexo thingy out the door. Yeah. Almost pulls her out of it as well, which is when I wrote, oh, so she's a fucking moron. This is what I don't understand. If this thing is powerful enough to run the city, why is it in your pocket? Why did you put it under your foot all willy nilly and roll it and not? And you're just. I think he was giving it to her for some reason. No, he was hiding it from her parents. So she, they didn't know that he had it. But then you're going to let. Because this- he, the leader and ruler and creator of this space, apparently is not allowed to be in possession of the main power source of their city. Yeah, Kryptonians are weird like that. Dude, but if so the, anyway, if this thing is so ex- like important, you're just fucking willy-nilly throwing it around, and then it flies out the window, and apparently this place is shielded by plastic wrap. Is that what we're, <laughs> this is what, yeah, what's going on? So she almost gets sucked out of the hole because it's like putting a fucking hole in the hull of a goddamn spaceship. Yes! <laughs> Uh, and then they just seal it up and they're like, what did you do? And he's like, okay, look, I fucked up, but I might be able to fix it. If I take that weird little spaceship capsule I built that can get me out of, oh, fuck, Kara took that. (laughs) And she just runs off with it. And then he's like, well, I guess I'm going to go to the phantom zone and be punished for all eternity for being bad at my job. Why is this your fault? She's a fucking idiot. (laughs) And her parents turn around and look, how dare you let this happen? What am I going to do? Your daughter's the fucking moron. (laughs) So she presumably went after the thing. We think. Yeah, I don't know. Because so far, the five minutes that this movie has been going on, A, it's entirely impenetrable. And B, as far as I can tell, she's a fucking adult with the brain of a five-year-old. Yeah, nothing makes sense in this movie from the very beginning. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, she leaves. And then suddenly we cut to a, a couple who's having a picnic at the side of a lake. What we're built to believe is, is that this city lives within, quote unquote, inner space. And she's traveling to outer space. Whatever that fucking means. Which means she's leaving the quantum realm and going into real life, I guess. Because we get five minutes of her sitting inside of a pod, oh. just watching weird green screen oh. bubbles it's and shit. It's the worst green screen mat, and it's like the cheesiest like 70s psychedelic trippy liquid. Like when you mix oil with water and detergent and light if- it and swirl it around. If this movie had come out 10 years earlier, it still yeah. would have been fucking old. Yeah, it's so <laughs> bad looking. Like, this is some weird Logan's Run bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's going through that. We then cut to a couple, Faye Dunaway and whoever the fuck the other guy is. I don't know, I actually care. A very British looking man. Nigel. Nigel. Sitting on top of a tiger skin rug. 
next to a lake having a picnic. Yeah. If you ever <laughs> wanted to tell me Peter that Cook. your character, without ever saying a word, <laughs> is the villain of the story, <laughs> they need to be picnicking on top of an animal skin <laughs> and having yeah. the immediate conversation about, I need to be ruling the world by now. They're drinking champagne. Who the fuck are you, lady? And why would I assume that's a thing you can do? Yeah, this is a confusing intro to this. I was like, who the fuck is this lady? What is going on? To which point, Nigel then goes like, well, if you want to rule the world, you need to be invisible. At which point, you need to get four beans and the head of a dead man. And you put one in his mouth. What? What is happening? What is going on right now? A good movie. That's what. (laughs) Where the fuck am I? None of this movie makes sense. And then the MacGuffin of the movie just falls into the fucking pudding. It flies out of the sky, right? Flies out of the sky. It, yeah. And it doesn't. You don't even see it come out from anywhere. It just falls from the sky into their food. But it lands like someone just dropped it in the cup instead of shooting through space. And it would have destroyed everything. Yeah. And then at which point she just takes it and is like, well, this is going to be my source of power for world domination. And gets in her car, at which point Nigel's like, you can't abandon me, I have the keys. And she holds it up to the car and it just starts running. And it plays this little radio bit about (laughs) Superman has left Earth to go into peace treaty talks with a galaxy three trillion starlight miles away. Yep. It's like, okay. That's how we find out where Chris Reeve's Superman is. He's and fucking she, off somewhere yes. far she, away. Yes. Yes. And she drives off and it's like, okay, so <laughs> here's a thing I need to understand because earlier, there's a point when Zoltar, Peter O'Toole, is building a fake tree with his magic wand. He says, it's a thing from Earth. And Kara says, Earth? Where my cousin went? How do you know that? Your cousin was launched from your planet as it blew up. <laughs> yes, it's a good point. Where the fuck were you and anybody else who's in this city of Argo that's inside of inner space? Yeah, they were running their ass scared off the planet just as well, just like they were. Yeah, they're like, let's get what's our what's our contingency plan? We're going to shrink ourselves into inner space. OK, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> Fan fucking tastic. Uh. And then she emerges from the lake. No, no. First of all, she's in that ball. Yes, that's true. And then suddenly she just has out of. Oh, yes. Out of nowhere. <laughs> yes. Is now wearing a Supergirl costume. The fuck? Yes. What? A thing that in the canon of Superman. <laughs> yes. Was designed and created by his Earth adoptive mother. Yes. Out of a blanket he was left in in the pod that he shot to Earth from. Right. So why How does she would know? her traveling from inner space to outer space mean she'd just suddenly be wearing this? Because the movie wanted it to happen. Where did this costume come from? (laughs) Why does it look like this? And the fucking ball opens like while she's still in the hyperspace chamber and she's fine. She's like, these are my clothes. Yeah, these are, it's not a costume. These are my clothes. Since fucking when? (laughs) You were fucking running around in rags a minute ago. And then what happens, Del Howard? This is confusing. She comes 
emerging from the lake. Okay, pause right the fuck there. What? Hold on. We just saw the fucking Orby thing that came from the same place fly through the fucking sky, land in a teacup. Why does she come out of the the fucking water and land? The birth of Venus? I don't know. And she lands and she's completely dry. What this tells me is that inner space exists within the molecule of water within the lake, which means the city of Argo has always been on Earth. Uh, what? By the way, production note, I read this. That shot of her coming out of the water. Do you know what that is? It's a fucking cardboard cut out of her. They couldn't get yes, it. Is. They couldn't get her oh, or a stud double and they pull a cardboard cut out of a fucking Supergirl out of the water. By strings. What the fuck? Okay, go. She emerges from the lake, lands on the lakeside, and the first thing she finds is a stone. (laughs) And is so fascinated by it that she's holding it and looking at it, and then she crushes it in her hands and it falls into dust. And she's so elated by the fact that she can crush rocks. (laughs) She doesn't know what rocks are. (laughs) She doesn't know what anything is at this point. And then she finds a flower, and her immediate instinct is to pluck it from the ground. She doesn't know what it is. And then she shoots it with her laser beam eyes, and it blooms in front of her. Oh, isn't that so fun? You don't know what's happening. You don't know what you're doing. What is happening? Why did it do that? Why would this work? Why does your laser vision make a dead flower bloom? What is happening here? And then she is so elated by that flower, she jumps in the air and learns she can fly. She can fly, she can fly, she can fly. And she flies badly. Why would she ever assume anyone on this planet can't fly? Because she doesn't know anything about Earth, other than the fact that her cousin lives there. Well, I would debate that. Do you think she knew some stuff they teach you at Argon? Like, cause that's because that's because when she when she when she checks herself into the school, she knows how to file something no, and write a paper. She knows all sorts of shit, and I'm like, <laughs> how do you know what any of this is? What the fuck is happening? So <laughs> we then get like I want to say 20 minutes. It was probably five, but dear God, did it feel like 20 minutes yeah. of her just flying around the world? Yeah. Now, when she left the city of Argo, yeah. I believe is the name of it. Uh, they said that literally like one day without the uh, super dexohedron, whatever it is, would destroy the city. They'd run out of power. They wouldn't be able to breathe <laughs> and everyone would fucking die. And she's just fucking around, flying around the planet. She just flies around from daylight until nighttime <laughs> doing Whatever. Also, if you notice, uh, more bad compositing, and sometimes the plate background shot angle does not match the angle that she is fucking flying. It, it is just uh, so bad. The next <laughs> note I have written is, we are 20 minutes into this movie, and it has felt like an hour. <laughs> yeah, it does go really, really slow. We then <laughs> catch up with Selena, our villain, played by Faye Dunaway, in her movie set studio apartment that I'm pretty sure is meant to be an actual apartment because then her best friend, uh, I have it written somewhere. Oh, what's her name? Uh, Brenda Vaccaro. Bianca. 
Bianca, her best friend Bianca comes out talking about how like, oh, the water department or like the power department, they're they're like hounding us again. And she talks about how, oh, with this new source of power, none of those will ever be a problem. But like you live in an apartment that's also built on the set of Batman the TV show yeah, from it's an abandoned funhouse. Yeah, it's like an abandoned haunted house carnival. What the fuck? What is this place? I am not 100% Why certain is she there? that they are the same set. Because the the first one when they are there, I don't know if it's supposed to be the same thing, but I'm I believe it's meant to be an apartment and then they move oh. into the the fun house no. at the fucking uh, amusement it's park like later. Both. It starts out and then she walks and then there's just like a refrigerator like it's a kitchen. Well then I'm what giving the them fuck? way too much credit because why does the city water know that you're living in this fucking yes. amusement park <laughs> and threatening to shut your water off it's like a- you live in an apartment? <laughs> It's the weirdest place. It's like the set of Son of Svengooli or something. I don't know what's going on here. But, like, from then on, there's almost maybe four scenes in the rest of this movie with Faye Dunaway that don't take place in this one, like, apartment slash fun house set. Yeah, it's strange. And it's very obvious that they got her for, like, a few days, and she said, <laughs> I'm not leaving California. <laughs> They're bitching and moaning about how they're about to get kicked out of their uh, apartment, I guess. Uh, and then it's, oh, no, but I also have this uh, this new thing of power, and it's going to make me the ruler of the world. So that was a scene. Uh, it, it's now nighttime, and uh, Supergirl lands in the middle of... I guess Metropolis. I don't know where we're supposed this to be. This is right so now. she flies past Chicago. There's a lot of Chicago. She's like, fuck that place. Yeah, to a, a, a small town near Peoria, apparently called Midvale, Illinois. Well, it, the thing she finds in Midvale, Illinois is a couple of rapist truck drivers. <laughs> yes. yes. Ah, yes. 40s <laughs> of the 80s. She <laughs> lands in the middle of the street, at which point the truck very slowly approaches her and honks its horn as if she's in the way (laughs) and not like they could maybe run her over if they wanted to, because they're pretty sure she's just a woman. Uh, At which point two men get out and approach her and are just like, we're going to fucking rape you because we're white men in a movie. And she's like, don't you dare do that. Why would you do that? And one of them literally responds with, this is just what we're like. (laughs) One of them is Max Headroom, by the way. It's just the way we are is the line that he gives as they attempt to force themselves on her. I see. Right. (laughs) Uh, She literally throws one through a wall with her ice breath and then lasers the other guy's switchblade with her eyes to make it burn his hand and then she throws him through a wall. But what, my flat- favorite part is after she burns. Yeah, what does he thing, say? He's like, uh, she, she flies like, away. Now, he's like, now, it's, now I'm going to get rough he, or something no, he like goes, that. He goes, do you really want to? She burns the knife and he drops it. He just saw a girl shoot heat laser beams out of his eyes and his response is you really want to play games a eh, sweetheart what? she <laughs> she tells them that she is the cousin of superman and is looking for him and they're like yeah whatever nice costume <laughs> at which point she just exhales and a guy falls through a fucking wooden wall yeah. 
and then laser beams a dude's knife with her eyes, and he's like, oh, I see you want to play games, huh, baby? <laughs> and then she throws him through a wall and flies away, and then he calls out to his rapist buddy, yeah. hey, Eddie, maybe we won't talk about this ever, huh? You should both be dead. Uh, yeah, it's an embarrassing story. I can see how you wouldn't want to tell anyone, but yes, so, you should both be dead. outside of the fact that you all got, quote, beat up by a girl... You both are fucking rapists <laughs> for no reason other than apparently, as you see it, that's just who you are as people. Maybe Brilliant writing. the fact yeah. that neither of you are dead is a fucking miracle right now. Yes. But yeah, please, tell, talk about how you're not going to tell anybody about how the one woman you tried to rape beat you up. Oh, how embarrassing, you fucking shitheads. <laughs> oh, I hate this movie. <laughs> yes, that's the reaction I want. <laughs> uh, all right, so this is probably the third time so far that I have, what the fuck is happening, <laughs> written in my notes. The fuck? Yes. Because we then move on to Selena is having a party at their apartment, and the first thing that you see is a man on a tiny little train riding in through the wall with a tray of drinks. And yeah. then you realize, oh, you're on the set of Batman 66. <laughs> it is very Batman 66. And it, it's just this whole thing where then Nigel is like trying to talk her into be like, oh, hey, you tried to ditch me, but I'm here now. You don't know what you're doing with that power. So if you don't want me, I'll just find somebody else. And he talks to where the fuck this mousy blonde woman is, who's all like, I want to be rich and powerful. And he's like, well, stick with me, baby, and you'll get that. <laughs> and then Selena uses her witch powers to make her eat a scorpion and then fly around the room on her head. Oh, my God. I'm like, what is happening here? What is this silly and fucking this, shit? This is the point where I think, like, I'm 30 minutes into this movie, and I'm really sad that I'm watching this. <laughs> And that's, like, pretty much the end of the scene. Like, she then talks to, to Nigel again. He's like, well, if you're going to be a bully, why don't you pick on me? And he just leaves, and that's the end of that fucking scene. So why were we here? What is happening right now? <laughs> Where are we? Me during this movie is like, I don't think the writing could get any worse than this. And I'm like, oh, it, yeah, they it, did it. it. Does. Oh. My next my next note is, we're 30 minutes in, and I wish I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, after she was attacked by rapists, Kara decided to go sleep in a park. <laughs> she wakes up the next morning just, like, in the grass with a bunny, and it's like, oh, isn't that cute? But she's also, like, sleeping just outside of the outfield of the baseball field for an all-girls school, I guess. Yeah. So she's like, you Hot. know what I'm going to do? I'm going to disguise myself as a student at this school. And I thought, no. You barely have an A plot. We don't have time for a B plot. <laughs> what are we going? Where are we going? Oh, no. Not a hunky guy cutting trees <laughs> yes, down. Yes. Please. Oh, there's a romantic interest now being forced into this. <laughs> and then it turns out Nigel's a teacher here. Why? Why are we here? <laughs> What's course. happening now? Why is this all being tied to this school? 
And so then she goes to meet the principal, and he gives her shit for walking in without knocking. Wait, but what, what, what is this power where she could just walk behind a tree and completely change her outfit and her hair color? What the fuck is Im- this? Imran, this is not the time to start questioning the power that of happens. fucking Kryptonians. She goes back behind the tree, and now she's dressed as a... I'm like, how did you even know she saw them? But what the fuck just happened here? Okay, go on. It's just... Uh, the writing just keeps getting worse. That's what's happening. It really is. So now she's she's a brunette who's decided that her name is Linda Lee because why the fuck not? She saw I don't know where Linda came from, but she named herself after fucking General, General Lee. Robert E. Yeah. Lee. Yeah, she saw the poster. Which I <laughs> guess means that like this <laughs> this this all girls school is in the South. Southern Illinois counts. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's sure. pretty racist over there. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But anyway, so then, like, the guy's like, well, I don't have any paperwork saying that you're going to be here. And she's like, oh, really? And he leaves. So she uses her Kryptonian speed to forge paperwork. No, dude, she goes over and uses a fucking typewriter. How does she know what any of this is? She doesn't know what a rock is. She she knows the paperwork to fill out and what a filing cabinet is, what a typewriter is all of a sudden. What? 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 And then she tells him, oh, well, I'm sure you got the paperwork from my cousin, Clark Kent. What? How? How did, how did she know that? When? Name? When did you did be, ever hear oh, the name Clark Kent? His name is Cal L. The fuck? Why would you ever know the name Clark Kent? Because like they like talk on the phone and stuff. Oh, do they? Oh, <laughs> the inner space phone. Yeah, the inner space yeah. internet. That's a good point. Superman knows all about it. You know, so it turns out that's good enough. She now goes to the school and she's going to be roommates with one. Oh, fuck. What was it? Lucy Lane. Maybe soups. Maybe he visited Argo. Could that have happened? Uh, Lucy Lane. I think there was a there might have been a version of the story where Superman had the city of Candor and well, there was and the Fortress of Solitude. There was a whole like plot in Superman three that was supposed to revolve around Supergirl. Yeah. That got cut. Yeah. They were going to set all this up. And this movie acts as if that never happened. (laughs) That's dead on. Yes. So she's now roommates with Lucy Lane, the little sister of Lois Lane. Ironically enough, because there's only five people in the whole world. So why not be friends with the little sister of your cousin's <laughs> fuck buddy? Good coincidence. There's a Lucy Lane, I think, in the comics and in that show. Jenna, I don't sure. care. Jenna Dewan plays her. Yeah. So she then here's so here's here's the the moment that I think is probably one of the the most upsetting moments of this oh, movie. No. When she sees the full Superman poster on the wall in Lucy's dorm room. And you can just read on Kara's face how sexually aroused she is. She wants to fuck her cousin. By seeing Superman. Let's just put it out there. Because she wants to fuck she w- Cal. She wants to fuck her cousin, absolutely. And 100%. here's the thing. I don't know if that's just a thing that happens amongst Kryptonians. Oh, sure. You know, like it's different in different cultures. Like, look, man. I, for all I know, in Kryptonian culture, it's just like, yeah, you know, you you go to school, you fuck your cousin. 
It's like Game of Thrones. Yes. Exactly. Yes. It's just, it's a whole planet of fucking Lannisters. <laughs> exactly. So she is visibly aroused by this poster. Maybe that's how they're wired. It's, uh, it, and know. then Lucy's like, oh, uh, I kind of know Superman. Maybe I can introduce you. Bitch, you don't know Superman. <laughs> you fucking liar. <laughs> anyway, where are we now? Well, now I, she's put, she's in her room and she's looking for a place to sleep. Oh, right. So she apparently has a glow bracelet that, like, tells her when the MacGuffin, because I forgot the name at this the, point. The dodecahedron. Is, I don't know. Yeah, Mega exactly. Something. Whenever the, it's nearby. The rhododendron. The yeah. rhododendron. And uh, so for no reason at all, Selena and her stupid little uh, toady are just following a bus that leads back to fucking Nigel's school. And, like, suddenly the the little MacGuffin thing starts reacting, and she's like, oh, it must be reacting to that gardener I want to (laughs) fuck. That means he must be my husband as I take over the world. And that becomes the fucking plot of the movie. I don't ever know what she wants in this whole fucking movie. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, I also love that uh, there's a point where she's she's staring at her bracelet and then Nigel's like, "Uh, you seem to have been, uh, uh, you know, spacing out Linda, Linda Lee. What, what were you solving the equation I have on the board? And she's like, yes, I was. And gives him the answer. Yeah, he's shocked. He's like, and he's like, yeah. how did you he's know? Like, you're that? looking at my notes. And then at which point she's like pulled out of the, the room by Lucy and Lucy's like, hey, how did you know that? And she's like, I just solved it. She goes, well, don't ever do that again because no one will like you. <laughs> it's like, Great. Here's a lesson for you, ladies. Don't be smart because no one will fucking like you. <laughs> Great message. <laughs> Well, less people will like it. (laughs) (laughs) Some people will still. Anyway, we had them playing softball before, and now they're going to play field hockey because women. And in the middle of this field hockey game, there's apparently bullies at the school now. uh, And they bully Lucy. And then they try to bully Lucy again, but, but Kara steps in. And she gets in the way of a field hockey ball that explodes on her back. Because that's what balls do. That's what balls do. They hit anything hard. Yes, they don't bounce off. Let me tell you, because the one thing I've learned from this movie is that you should have all of your balls explode on the back of women. (laughs) Also, that's a subtle message. When did she learn how to play this fucking game? Did they have to explain it to her? Oh, my God, Imran. She's just playing like far beyond she's just, asking questions she's just, at this point. She's dude. playing like she's playing her whole. I'm like, what the fuck? How do you know what any of this is, girl? If I if I wanted answers, I would have fucking quit by now. So anyway, next up, shower scene. Yeah, finally. And the bullies are trying to fuck with the shower so they can scald all the girls in there with burning hot water. That's, yeah, that, burnt boobs. That is bad. That's worse. That's and literally, I don't know. I don't know who these bullies are. Yeah. I don't know their names, yeah. but they are out for fucking burnt flesh. This is just, <laughs> it's not just a prank. They want to maim because people. they're sore this, losers. Yes, this is literally terrorism. Yes, like what? The and fuck? so. Kara, with her super hearing, overhears them talking about this, and so she uses her laser vision to shoot through the tiles of the wall yeah. without damaging the wall. Yeah, to superheat 
the wrench they're using to fuck with the pipes and then shoot them with water. And then they run out soaking wet in their clothes while everyone else in this area are fucking naked. And they say some kind of, we'll get you later or something. And like one of them is like Lucy's like, you never looked better. (laughs) What are you talking about? They're just wet and wearing a sweater. But they burnt and then like water starts spurting out. And then as they're running out, one of them is like, I'll get all of you. And they never come back no, no, that, again. No, that never comes up again. And why in the rest of the movie. How was she able to shoot the laser through the wall and not affect the wall? Why did the water this. start bursting for no reason out of the pipe on the other but what is happening? What we're not even halfway through this What the movie. fuck <laughs> is this movie? What is happening now? Oh God. I also wrote, why do they keep demanding all of these girls get into their underwear? Aren't they children? (laughs) (laughs) Because then the next scene is literally her in her dorm room with Lucy, and Lucy's like, I'm going away for the weekend, and I'm going to meet up with my boyfriend, Jimmy Olsen. And then she just gets into her underwear. I'm like, (laughs) why are we doing this? (laughs) Like, it's this weird thing where we're trying to build the idea that Lucy's like this tomboy who doesn't fit into the stereotype of being a girly girl. But we also keep massively sexualizing her the whole time we do it. Oh, the eighties. Anyway, Jimmy Olsen's in this movie. <laughs> yes, I recognize him from the other Superman movies. And yeah, we'll, we'll deal with him soon because uh, we have to also have Kara go flying again because she's a superhero, and we shot a lot of flying <laughs> footage, and we need to use it. So she's going to fly over top of, like, Wrigley Stadium. Yeah, yeah, all over Chicago. Uh, and at least a few other Chicago landmarks. Well, she's looking for the Robo-Megatron thing. Yeah, the Ronda yes. Rousey. Yeah, she's look- She's trying to find the AllSpark. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah whatever to- that thing is. The, the Tekahoja Dodo. <laughs> yes. And it was only at this point when apparently Selena called and asked the random, like, like groundskeeper for the school to come and like take care of the grass at her house that I realized, holy shit, they live in an amusement park. <laughs> yes, it's daytime. You could clearly I see. I also realized, oh my God, this guy's a fucking moron. Because <laughs> he just drives into an amusement <laughs> yes. park and starts like pressing a button on the outside <laughs> yeah. of the funhouse, being like, hello. He's like, this looks right. Yeah. I'm here to cut your grass. <laughs> There's no grass anywhere. Oh, it's all dirt. Oh, no. You're an idiot. <laughs> and possibly gay. <laughs> because she starts, like, trying to seduce him with her love potion that she made. And he's all like, no, thanks, ma'am. I'm I'm happily single right now. And then she poisons him with it and he passes out. And that was the point where I have written in my notes, is this dude a fucking Baldwin? <laughs> Baldwin? Because. Because he looks like one of the Baldwin brothers. Oh, he does look like the yeah random Baldwin brother. And then I have written under it, it's Ellis from Die Hard? Yep. Hart uh, Buckner. So, wow. Uh, also, there's a point uh, where, um, uh, God, what's his name? Eustace? Nigel? 
Nigel, thank you. It's a, it's a fucking British name. I know it's something. Uh, he shows up again, and she makes a comment about, if it's the Jehovah's Witnesses again, I swear to God. And I went, the JW visit you at your apartment in the abandoned amusement park? You know, yeah. where you have swinging doors that don't lock. Saloon doors. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have right. I've written here. Those doors don't lock. Why did you not just walk in? <laughs> uh, That's why they go there. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> they're like, hey, so, we can get in. So while they're arguing with Nigel, uh, the man who we would later find out is named Ethan. 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 Yes. Ethan. I had. I thought it was Keith, but it's Ethan. Ethan. Close. Yeah, it's Keith. It's Keith. Uh, <laughs> he wakes up and wanders out. And they make a comment about the first person he sees he's going to fall in love with. And this man walks through a crowd of like a hundred yes. people. Well, well, first he's in like a haunted house. That's part of where say, she lives. He's wandering through the weird like haunted fun house thing where like fucking spiders are jumping out. He's oh, 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 no. And then when they like find him with their their mirror mirror on the wall. Yes. He's walking down Main Street. Yes, and there's people everywhere and cars. Surely he has looked at and, someone and by people, now. People who are driving around him and yelling at him, are you trying to get killed, you idiot? There's you people on the sidewalk guy. just gawking at him. I'm like, he's looked at somebody by now. Yes. He's in love with that man who just walked past him. <laughs> but no. no, apparently not. No, it takes a while. So, Kara shows up, and I'll, I will admit, the transition when she flies into the little pipe and then walks yes. out the other side as as uh, her alter ego, yeah. smooth, but, smooth transition. Like that works like a phone booth, right? You can imagine yeah. you change clothes that real is, quick, blah, blah, blah. That is one of those things that you would see in peak Superman, and I'd be like, that is fucking well I'll done. give him that one. That one didn't bother me. There's another one, though, that's just fucking The, the one yeah, later yeah. on is really bad. Yeah. Uh, she shows up and she's walking around and then uh, Lisa Lane, L- Lucy Lane is sitting in the diner with Popeyes. Her, it's a Popeyes. She, yeah. yeah. Very. Oh clearly. my God. It is a Popeyes. Yeah. She's sitting in there with her square of a boyfriend and his friends. One of them has a tattoo. Ooh. Edgy. And she just randomly sees her roommate across the street. <laughs> just walking. And she's just like, Oh my God. <laughs> That's that's oh god what is her name what something Linda Lee Linda that's Linda and just like gets up and runs out of the restaurant it's like okay and she's like Linda it's me Lucy we're over here this guy who has a tattoo is gonna have a party tonight we're all gonna go to his house like Jesus girl (laughs) fucking take a breath (laughs) Jimmy Olsen's there too and I was like hey I recognize that guy Hey, look, it's Jimmy Olsen, that fucking square. This also, they built this whole set. This whole town is a built set, and they built the Popeyes. So they then see Ethan stumbling through town, and Jimmy Olsen proves that he's such a little fucking conservative square. <laughs> he's like, oh, he must be on drugs. Well, we should leave him alone. You approach a guy like that, he's probably got a knife or a gun. Really, Jimmy? Fuck you, Jimmy Olsen. Really, Jimmy can't be empathic and sympathetic. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. A guy who does drugs might not need help, you little fucking pussy. This man, Fuck him. This guy would never help anybody. <laughs> fucking Jimmy. 
Oh, God. Jimmy Olsen, Superman's best friend, wants a drug user to die in the street. You made your choice, you scum of the earth. (laughs) You took drugs. Let the state handle him. (laughs) What? Let's ship him to another state. Make sure he gets the chair. (laughs) So anyway, they're then just sitting at Popeye's deciding, we're going to ignore this man who clearly is in need of assistance. Until... A fucking excavator comes to life and just scoops him up and is driving around town by itself. This is an amazing sequence. It's like wrecking at, everything. Yes. At which point, at which point, Lucy Lee is like, we gotta help him and runs out and jumps in the driver's seat of this thing. Oh, hold on. First of all, Hart Bokner is doing this best job of falling for no reason, tripping over nothing as he is feebly trying to i mean he's drugged up but the man literally trips in front of the thing several times for no reason well he's he's backing away from it and like almost runs into a car behind him but looks sees it there and avoids it and keeps backing up almost falling over yeah until finally it scoops him up and it's like whoa 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 and it gets him and now he's just unconscious because he finally got to lay down, and now he's asleep. <laughs> uh, so so Lucy runs out and tries to stop this thing from running around the town, and, like, within seconds, gets knocked unconscious. Okay, what even happened there? Because it looked like I, she just bait, I, and she knocked her head against the wall on she's purpose. She's, like, sitting in it, and I think it's supposed to have, like, spun quickly to, like, try and get it rid of her. It is so bad. But, like, the edit is so bad that she's just sitting there, and then you see the actress just headbutt the glass next to her and then lay down. It looks like she goes, I'm going to knock myself out and slam her head. Oh, I'm trying to drive it. Wait, I don't know how to drive it. Well, no one's going to blame me if I'm unconscious. It's like, what what just happened? Why did she get that? Yeah, just so improbable. What happened there? Just (laughs) unnatural. It doesn't make any sense. And bad. So So now she's knocked out in it, and all of a sudden, Supergirl's like, oh, I have to be the one to stop this so she runs off turns back into supergirl steers the thing into a vacant lot by just like moving the the excavator like bucket back and forth which does not control the wheels of a fucking machine like that those are two different (laughs) mechanics but finally like just steers it into a vacant lot it just comes to a stop well, it hits this one little awning, and then it comes to a Oh, stop. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so she rips the bucket off of the excavator and, like, flies it over and lays it down, at which point Faye Dunaway is watching this in her magic mirror and just goes, No! Don't let him see her! He'll fall in love with her! It's like, I fucking know! <laughs> By the way, first of all, she doesn't try to stop, like you said, she doesn't try to stop the thing. She just rips the thing off. Uh, uh, tires catch on fire for no reason all of a sudden. And yes. there's gasoline and, and, and there's something with an electric wire. And I'm like, how did those fucking things catch on fire? What the fuck is happening? By the way, your only friend in the world right now is passed out unconscious in, in the still, driver's this, seat. This whole time, she don't give a fuck about Lucy. She just <laughs> left her in the fucking cab. She'll be fine. I was like, what about the girl? She drops the fucking bucket for this thing and then instantly decides to switch back to being Linda Lee, which means where the fuck did you come from? Where did the blonde girl go? What is happening in this movie? 
Yeah. And then Ethan wakes up and Caesar goes, I love you. <laughs> of course he does. And she's like, <laughs> what? And then he kisses her. And then you have to suddenly realize he's a grown man in probably his 30s. And as far as I can tell from her being a Kryptonian, she's like 12. Yeah, they're like teenagers, right? What is happening? She has the brain of a fucking child. And so it's this kind of thing where you're like, oh, this is really upsetting that this happened. And so then she's like, um, I have to go and like runs away and then never once checks on Lucy to see if she's okay. She just comes back into consciousness, gets out of the driver's seat, and then Jimmy Olsen runs up. I like, Lucy, are you all right? She's like, yeah, I mean, I hit my head, I think. You think? Bitch, there's time missing in your life. Wait, let, let's not forget to mention uh, Ethan kind of uh, just assaults her and forces a kiss. And then, she, oh, it's the eighties. That doesn't. She, matter. But Lucy wakes up seeing them kissing in the distance. But like, what? She doesn't even know what a kiss is, and she's a lot younger. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah, I have. I have. Didn't he just walk by someone? So shouldn't he be like in love with that guy? <laughs> uh, so our list, our Lucy and Jimmy fucking is one of my uh, notes. They oh. are. There's also there's also the point where when they initially see him walking around in the street, Lucy makes a comment of like, "Look at that dingleberry," <laughs> and, and Supergirl goes, "What's a what's dingleberry?" A ding- oh, I would have loved to have heard that. And I was like, "Oh, please explain yes. it to her." I would love to have <laughs> well, heard. You know when you wipe your ass. <laughs> you know when, you guys have paper on your planet. You know when. Uh, so Delhauer, we're about halfway through the movie here. Believe it or not, surprisingly enough, I think enough. we're going to take a quick break here. Yeah, I, I, I kind of need to, to I thought so. We're going to play some promos. Listener, hang tight. We'll be right back with the second half of Supergirl, and we're going to find out what the fuck happened right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. What's up, guys? Gerald from Two Peas on a Podcast here. Are you just sitting there thinking to yourself, man, I really love some dude in his garage sitting around talking about arbitrary countdowns and his favorite things in the world of movies, music, and TV. Well, guess what? That's me. Please look me up. My name is Gerald, and I am from Two Peas on a Podcast. If you want to subscribe to my countdown show, I have a different co-host every week. It's often someone from the world of podcasting or entertainment, and we go through our top five favorite things in whatever that week's category is. You can find links to all of our content, subscribe via your favorite podcast app, and follow us on social media. The easiest thing to do is just head to our website, which is www www.2peasonapod.com I hope you look me up and join the party. It's a lot of fun. See you soon. What's up, Jock and Nerd Nation? This is Logan at Mostly Superheroes, a podcast that was partly inspired by the Jock and Nerd podcast. We talk about a lot of the same stuff, MCU, DC heavy, with other content that comes out of HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and more. We're committing to doing something new every day in 2021, so come join the fun, check out the schedule. Find us at MostlySuperheroes.com and enjoy the rest of the show. Listener, if you enjoy the What the Fuck Happened series and this podcast, this is a great time you should join our fan club 
Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! Where you can give back, support the show, and get stuff like there is a exclusive podcast feed just for our Patreon members where the shows come out early. Bonus content is in there. You can join us for our monthly Discord hangouts. Lots of fun. And you can pick a tier where you can make us watch any movie you want and review it just for you. And it's also another place you can suggest future what the fuck happened movies. We'd lo- we'll take suggestions from anybody, right? Facebook, email, whatever. Uh, the Patreon member suggestions uh, maybe weighted a little bit higher, maybe a little higher importance because we love our Patreon subscribers. We we have had episodes of what the fuck happened yeah. that were Patreon absolutely uh, uh, suggested previously, yeah. including things like Howard the That's Duck. That's my favorite one still. And uh, Masters of the Universe. Yes. That's right. Um, and who knows? Maybe in the future, there will be some exclusive things from Matt Delhauer on the Patreon. Yes. I can't say because I just made that up now. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to it, you fucker. Maybe it'll happen. I have to have a thing to do first. We'll get there. But also, don't be like me, and don't be so far behind that you can't even go near the Patreon because you haven't even seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3 yet. Oh, you can listen around things. Look, I got chapter markers, and things are, you know, you could jump around, listen around it. That's all. I made it very easy. Imran, this is my excuse for not listening to you. Stop making me just be a bad I, I friend. I see. I see. I understand. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. I don't look. You don't got to make it. I get it. It's all good. The worst part was, is like, I thought this week, I'm like, man, you know, I should go and see that. Can I do it Monday? No. no. Can I do it Tuesday? No. <laughs> what about Wednesday? No. How about third? No. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> this shit's going to leave theaters before I see it. Especially because I'm making you watch this shitty movie and tell it to us right yeah, now. Yeah, you waste, you're wasting four hours of your life that you could have spent. No, Look, I could have been at Guardians. No, it's okay. I could have been crying alongside Peter Quill. I know. I need to know what happens in the second half of this movie. Let's get We're going to find out. It. All right. Finish it. Finish. So it turns out that Selena saw the whole thing with him kissing linda lee and she's like that twerp that little nothing bitch you're like holy shit lady it's just a girl what the fuck is wrong with you at which point her friends even like maybe you should be more worried about like the superhero who showed up she's like shut the fuck up you idiot brenda vaccaro's line she's utterly useless and it's it's straight from a bad 80s sitcom sidekick fucking i fucking hate her character she is the worst. So I kept much. thinking that she was Jan from uh, Janet from Three's Company. Three's Company, right? Yeah, I get she's, that. She is. She's Janet from Three's Company. She's fucking Ethel yes. from I Love Lucy. She's all of those people, but not funny. None of the lines are she, funny. She is just the best friend, comic relief sidekick, but not a single thing she says is ever funny. No, it's horrible. It's all stupidly obvious and just oh. I think I'll leave now. Fuck you. <laughs> you deserve to die in a vortex like everybody else in this movie. She has lines like, oh, well, that didn't work well. Like, and that's the oh, line. She's, really? she's improving by leaps and bounds. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Why are you here? Anyway, she wants to kill Linda Lee now because Ethan loves her. And for some reason... Selena has decided Ethan needs to be in love with Selena. So Why? what does she do? Yeah. 
She recognizes the power of shadows. Oh, the power of shadows, is it? And she sends a shadow monster uh-huh. to go deal with Linda Lee. And this is the most Sam Raimi shit they have in this movie, where, like, Linda's going back to the dorms and signing back in and thinking about how she kissed Ethan and she's going to kiss herself in the mirror because <laughs> she's a fucking 11-year-old girl. <laughs> Meanwhile, we keep cutting back to this powerful storm of just natural destruction, ripping up trees and turning over houses. And then it just cuts back to Linda's in her dorm room <laughs> thinking about boys and then here comes this thunderstorm <laughs> of fucking hate exactly and i'm just like again <laughs> what is happening in this yes. movie <laughs> this the, the great thing is like essentially uh the shadow beast is just nothing no it's nothing. there's nothing there she, ever the moment she looks outside and realizes something is wrong and then flies this is this is the transition that we were talking about. Yes. When she then jumps out of her window and between the window pane inside and outside of the building, she transitions what? from Linda what? Lee to Supergirl. What? I was what? like, what? What just happened? Yes. And she crosses the this, threshold this, and you see, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what is this? This isn't even like a fucking revolving no. door moment of like, at least he's spinning yes. around fast enough so you don't see him changing. That's perfectly plausible. She just instantaneously this is now makes Supergirl. makes no sense. That revolving door... Absolutely, hundred percent plausible. This what the? Well, fuck she is did this? it with a tree, so now she you did it do with, with yeah, but like this a pane of glass. A, what? What, <laughs> what is that? Look, so here's the thing: when you want to go talking shit about the Star Wars sequel movies yeah. and how like Ray's a fucking Mary Sue because she has all these powers she never earned. Yeah. I want you to watch this <laughs> fucking movie. Because I don't know where anything she can do came from yeah. and how she ever knew that she but could Matt, do it until it happened. Nobody likes this movie. Nobody's defending this movie. Everybody no, knows it's not. shit. But I'm not saying you have to defend the movie. I'm saying get some perspective, you fucking <laughs> neckbeards. God damn it. Anyway... <laughs> She's outside fighting the fucking wind, yeah, I guess. There's nothing. There's well, I was nothing. I was waiting for Atreyu to show up. Go yes. You're fighting the nothing. <laughs> is the nothing. Atreyu. You're fighting the nothing. Oh god. What is the nothing? It's nothing. At which point she realizes, "Oh, I know how to defeat this." This is so weird. To which point she rips a lamppost out of the ground yeah. and flies up into the sky yeah. and collects lightning in a lamppost. Into the lamppost. In the lamppost. And I fucking shit you what not. What is happening? I wrote in my notes, she kills an invisible dragon with a pole full of lightning. Yeah. Explain that shit, <laughs> assholes. Epic. If only Sebastian knew to do that. I know. <laughs> Say the name, Sebastian. Say the name. 
You could have saved your horse from the goddamn you fucking bog of woe, pull, you little pull shit. Pull harder, Trey. <laughs> so you, she zaps this thing, and you see it for like translucent for uh, like two seconds. Split second. Yes, I'm like, what? You, what that, that's that? why I called it an invisible There's dragon because it's the wind until she shoots it with lightning, and then goes, "Oh, look at that! I think it's a monster. Maybe. Oh, it's gone. Uh, it looks like a fucking thing from like a uh, one of those monster movies on uh, afternoon TV, They're like." Like Ilya Salkine's like, yes. this looks like shit. The, this, like we only show it, the French guy's like, we'd only show it for one second. Yes, <laughs> this, brilliant. This this is exactly what you would get if you got fucking Harryhausen shit faced on Mescal must, yes. and said, build me a monster in thirty seconds. You fuck. What is this <laughs> thing? They just gave Imran Play-Doh. Yeah, <laughs> I made it in my bedroom. <laughs> I think it's a dragon, but it's mostly a squirrel with butterfly wings and tentacles. What the fu- and then, and then, Dalhauer, what happens? More inexplicable shit. Oh, the most inexplicable shit. Because she then suddenly has her. She goes back inside yes. to go to go to bed. She's full Kara, blonde <laughs> hair, super, super girl outfit. Why? And her and her old lady RA so goes. Funny. What are you doing out of bed? You wearing this costume showing your legs? You go upstairs, you put on your school uniform. She goes, yes, ma'am. She goes, don't you yes, ma'am, me. What? And just disappears into another room. Why did we... Why did I need this scene? First of all, why? You're wasting my fucking (laughs) life. Convenient that the lady's drunk. Why does she forget this one time to fucking change back? Why is this scene even necessary? What is the point of any of this? And what I love so much is we go back to Faye Dunaway and her little fucking toady friend is like, I don't know. Maybe you should just like not bother with this anymore. (laughs) And her response is, the girl can fly. <laughs> oh shit! Can <laughs> she? Is that your fucking reason to obsess over this? Not the fact that she defeated your fucking shadow beast yes. <laughs> with a lightning bolt. Yeah, let's forget about that fact. <laughs> oh god! So she she then has her stupid little glow bracelet go off again because Selena. Uh, opens her fucking lead dragon box that keeps growing it keeps changing inside. Somehow, I thought I thought it just glowed because she reached her daily steps for the day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's like it, for some reason there's a story point that's like, oh yeah, the lead dragon it's box growing. with the fucking MacGuffin and it keeps getting yeah, bigger. It makes no sense. And they're like, that's a thing. And it grows but boobs, like, it, by the way. It, it grows it titties does. by the end of it. And so she she opens it, and the fucking little, like, orb inside is knocking around and causing fucking chaos, and then her Fitbit starts glowing again. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no. That means the thing is nearby, I guess. The Rumagedogran. The Rondorazigran. The Hubagooba Hubastankatron. The Hubastankatron is near. It's this way. It's nearby. And the and so she, the she just leaves the building and just walks in a direction and winds up at the fucking <laughs> like amusement park. Yeah. Is this just 
right past the fucking building? How far away is this? It must have been. Where is this goddamn amusement it's park? right next to the school, apparently. As far as I know, it's right next to the school, but also right next to that is the city of Chicago. Yes, that's correct. Well, no, I think that I think that when uh, trying to make sense of this movie, I'm sorry, okay, but uh, please try when Lucy Lane says we're going to go to Popeyes, and she says it's about like a couple miles from here. Oh, so it's that that town where the whole uh, tractor thing happened. That's there. The amusement park is not far from there. By a couple of miles, did she mean literally two? Well, where's the school then? <laughs> I don't know. The school is at the in the town. It's out, so, like, just outside she decided, the town. Okay. She decided Whatever. to leave campus for the weekend and traveled two <laughs> miles away <laughs> yes. to a town where she was going to meet her I, fucking square I don't know if it's literally two miles, but it's like it was a short ride away. It was like a drive I mean, away. So here's to, to skip ahead for a real quick second. When shit finally goes Selena's way and she uses her magic to create her fortress on a mountain, it's in the middle of yes, that yes. town. Right. Yeah. That means that that town right there. and the fucking the fucking amusement right park there. are within walking distance of the school. It's all very convenient. Yay. Anyway. Yeah. It's pretty bad. I mean, uh, we're we're still not even three-fourths of the way through this movie. Uh, Linda shows up at the amusement park. Her bracelet keeps going off, and then she finds out she's being followed and turns around, and it's Ethan, who's carrying a fucking bouquet of roses and a heart-shaped box of chocolate, and he's talking like he is made of fucking Shakespearean sonnets. He's like reciting poems. Why does he talk like this now? Literally... The the line he gives is "Tis only but me, my love." Why are you talking like Shakespeare? You're a fucking gardener who barely could string two sentences what? together. You fucking rube. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and she falls for this yeah. shit. She like falls head over heels for him being just this weird fucking theater kid piece of shit. Stalker. And like he's like, oh, uh, like he tries. He gives her the candy and the fucking roses and tries to pick her up, but he can't because she weighs a ton because she's an alien. And she's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Uh, follow me." And they sit down in like the Sizzler, which is like a fucking that ride, ride yeah. at the amusement. That's that ride where you sit and the thing spins and it goes up and down and, and it around like spins and, it spins and goes you. in circles. Yeah. And he's and like, she's. He's like, if you told me to die, I would die for you. And she's like, really? And like, he pretends to die. And she's like, oh, Ethan, Ethan, an, are you okay? It's like, oh, you fucking little idiot. idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> but like, she's into it. Now they're fucking like kissing each other because she's a child and he's a brainwashed moron. <laughs> this is not romantic, you fucking weird Hollywood shits. <laughs> so strange and then he asked her to marry him i was like what he's like marry marry me why (laughs) but anyway selena finds out they're both there and she uses magic to make them ride a carnival ride (laughs) at which point she slows it down and ethan's still there who i'm guessing is dead from whiplash because she decided to make it as fast as possible to kill them so he would be dead 
But you'd uh, be dead after this. It goes so yes. it's going so fast. He would have been thrown flung. But uh but 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 Supergirl shows up and she's basically like, Who are you and what do you want? A question she asks ninety <laughs> minutes into the movie. <laughs> Oh, God. I also have written here, uh, Supergirl meets the villain 90 minutes in. I fucking hate Bianca. Useless comedic Absolutely. bullshit. She's the worst. Because this is the point where she's like, she's increasing through leaps and bounds. Oh, Why are you here? So much filler. Still 40 minutes to go is my next note. She, so they take... They take Ethan, they pull him out of the sizzler, they put him in the middle of the bumper cars, and he's going to get hit by the bumper cars that are all designed to look like Chicago Bears Oh, they're all like different football teams. But he winds up in the one that's designed to look like Chicago Bears players. (laughs) So Kara just decides, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pick up the whole thing and fly it out (laughs) of here through the ceiling (laughs) of the ride. Why can't And the moment they... If you watch, he's sitting there looking at her going, what are you doing? And then they crash through the ceiling and he's unconscious because she fucking killed him. Why did he just run off the bumper cart? Yeah, like you could just Just walk walk away and they can't get you. Because there's 40 minutes left of the movie. But also you got to describe how Selena tries to block Supergirl from helping Ethan. I don't remember. Remember, she makes multiple versions of herself. Oh, yes. She full on goes fucking multiple yes. man and just makes mirror images of it's herself to block her in. And that's the moment when uh, Bianca's like, she's doing a lot better. <laughs> she's like, what are you talking about? You don't just suddenly become good at magic, you stupid she's bitch. good at magic now. When did this happen? Wow. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh, and then Supergirl so, throws the rods to make her that prison. She throws the rods. Which guess, another thing or, that she should easily be able to get out of yeah, because just walk the between rods the rods. Like, rods. Just just go turn yourself sideways and walk. Why forward. did he just walk off the bumper cart? That's what I, but so she she gets she puts him in a bumper car and pulls him out of there and flies him off to the same fucking park that she emerged from. Next to the Why? light. And for all she knows, he's dead because he's knocked out cold. And so he he wakes up, but he's like, oh, my God, I have to go and help uh, Linda. And then I shit you not, <laughs> listener, a fucking coconut <laughs> falls from the sky <laughs> and knocks him unconscious. Oh, shit. What? The fuck? What the- <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it said. So that's what a Salinas powers. Is Salinas powers? You can make coconuts land wherever first, she wants. The first thing I wrote was, "Did he get hit in the head with a football?" <laughs> and then it cuts back to Selena and Bianca, and she's like, "I can make it rain coconuts." And I went, "He got hit in the head with a fucking it's coconut." Like a Benny Hill sketch, a big one too. Yeah. It's like a fucking Stooges sketch. Like, what is happening? At which point, Kara brings him back to consciousness by cracking the coconut open and 
feeding him the milk inside by dipping her fingers in it and rubbing it on his it mouth. It's like the hottest scene in the whole movie. Let me, I'm going to be honest. It is so uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Just, I don't remember that. Yeah, she dips it. First, she puts it in her mouth, and then she dips her fingers and puts it in his mouth. Like, honey, oh, you know, wow. So like, he comes to, and he's like, I got to go back and save Linda. And she's like, Linda's fine, you <laughs> idiot. She's just fine. Don't bother. Trust me. And so then she jumps over him and flies in front of him. He's like, did you just fly over my head? And she's like, yeah, I did. And Linda's fine. He goes, look, I don't want to get physical with you. (laughs) Bitch. She just just flew over your head. You are fucking outmatched, you little moron. (laughs) And then she's like, Linda's fine. And kisses him. And he's like, you're Linda? I was hoping they weren't going to do that. I headbutted a wall. I was like, I really don't ho- hope they don't do the kiss thing and then he knows who it is and they fucking do it. Oh my god. Of course they did it. Wow. They literally right. do whatever they need to do to move the story along in whatever direction they need to make it go. It's Alright, I have to I have to go into fucking like fast forward mode because there's so much left right. in this movie and I don't want to talk about Get it anymore. It. Okay, Selena uses the magic that she gains from Nigel and the fucking ball to create her fortress on a mountain in the middle of this town. Yes. The thing that pisses me off about it most is that Lucy and fucking Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, Olsen. Jimmy Olsen are in the yeah. town and she goes, Jimmy, what is that? And the camera pans over to show a mountain <laughs> with a castle yes. on it. And the whole time they explain, I think it's a mountain. Well, where did the mountain come from? I don't know. Look up top. I think that's a castle. Looks more like a fortress. I can fucking see you assholes. Stop explaining it to me. Also, you don't see it come out of the ground. It's just It's there. just a matte painting. Yeah, it's a matte. It's, it's a, just there. A animated water on the side. It's just really bad. So while she's talking to fucking Ethan, he's like, I need to help him. Selena also uses her magic. Ethan disappears. He appears in the fucking fortress. Supergirl shows up and tries to save Ethan. It turns out he's chained up. And I'm going to tell you right now, they missed out on a great opportunity by not having him in a fucking Speedo in chains. (laughs) Because if the whole concept is that all Selena wants is for him to be her little fuck toy. Why is he in jeans and a t-shirt? We saw teenagers in their underwear throughout most of this movie. The most you could do is have this evil character sexualize one fucking man. He was top, but he was no. topless earlier. But you're right. That would have uh, that would have been uh, that would have been something. So anyway, yeah. Supergirl <laughs> shows up. Tries to save him, can't save him. She's trapped in glass, and now she's in the Phantom what the Zone. Fuck? How does Selena know what the Phantom Zone is? Doesn't How fucking matter. Did she know exactly? I was like, what? What? Phantom well, she Zone? She doesn't know. She asked the dude. The dude tells me she's in the Phantom Zone. Nig- Who what? fucking cares? Nigel's Nigel. apparently a goddamn clairvoyant. She's in the Phantom Zone. I went to take a shit, and by the time I came back without pausing the movie, she was still in the Phantom Zone, and she found Peter O'Toole again. And he just kept saying, want to squirt? And what? I thought, this? well, this is inappropriate. Yes. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. So many things. First of all, when she goes in the Phantom Zone, you know, it's like in Superman 2, was it, with the, the three of them? But in that one, when it, like, flipped around, they at least had the decency to show you the back of them and then the front of them as this thing rotates. They don't have the money for that here. This thing fucking rotates. You just see the front of her every time. On both sides is the front of her. And then 
want to squirt. I was waiting for Peter O'Toole to just be like, that's my urine. I've recycled it. It's been keeping me alive. And he never said that. And what the fuck was in that bottle? I also wrote down, ha ha, what a face plant when she tries to fly and just <laughs> oh, yeah, eats she shit. Jumps and then she can't use powers in the negative zone. Just lands so in the anyway, mud. Peter O'Toole says, we're trapped here forever. We'll never get out of here. You're fucking stuck. How about you just deal with it? And she goes, no, I'd rather die than be here. And he goes, okay, well, there's one way to get out. We have to go to the fucking heart of the, the, the like tornado or whatever it is. And she goes, okay, let's do it. And they do. <laughs> Why did we even bother pretending there's no way out if there's a way out and all you have to do is say, I refuse to accept that there's no way out? gotta go that way. They get there, and then Selena just through her mirror of power sees that this is happening and goes, I'm going to send fireballs after them. And the fireballs do fucking nothing. (laughs) They climb a wall. Peter O'Toole pushes her up a cliff, and then he falls into the goddamn tornado, and now he's dead. She gets out, flies through the mirror. By the way, for some reason, Selena now has her friends in cages in the fucking cavern because uh, uh, stakes, I guess. She shows up, says, your time is over. And she goes, how about you deal with my shadow demon? And she goes, no, how about you deal with your shadow demon? (laughs) The shadow demon turns on her, kills Selena, kills Bianca, disappears in the shadow zone, and fucking everybody's safe. The end of the goddamn movie. You made it. Yay. Uh, Okay, I got Hold on. We're just going to. That was. Do we ever get back to you? Omega, Omega, the dodecahedron. Somebody gets the dodecahedron. They get, they get the super mega hexa, uh, whatever it is. And then she's like, "Look, I have to leave forever." And Ethan's like, "I'll tell them what happened to Linda." What are you going to tell him that she's dead? I don't know. Doesn't matter. She flies away, winds up back in quote inner space, despite the fact that the movie before said she could never. She goes come back, back in the water into the thing, and she's just like, "I'm in the water. I'm in inner space." And then the 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 city of Argo, which was no longer lit up, lights up again, and apparently that means she saved them. But we don't get to see that because. Fuck you, movie over. Everybody go the, home. The one part that got me in the end is uh, where I was, where the she fight, she's fighting the shadow demon, and he grabs her, and he's apparently pulling her. And what do they do? It's a really bad mat of Helen Slater as Supergirl, and then they just like stretch the footage and pull it. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? This is what you're doing. Well. I also love how while they're doing that, they then put in Peter O'Toole with this terrible fucking distortion over his voice in voiceover going, I'm with you, oh, girl. Oh, yeah, that's right. What does that mean? There's also a moment that looks like Peter O'Toole just wanted to, like, grind on Helen Slater a little bit when he, like, crawls over her. When he's grabbing her by yes. the ass and shoving her yes. up the, the was, wall and just yeah. yelling, go, yeah. girl, he's, go. He literally is, like, grinding up on Oh, her. yeah, he was pulling her was, really good. That was... He, that's an old man with two fists full of ass just going, hey, just keep the cameras rolling. I'm in character, I swear. Honk, honk. You know, it was like best day ever on the set for mm-hmm. me. I don't know. How was it for you? He's like, I was hugging camels uh, a few years ago. me too is 35 years uh, away. I'm never going to get caught an for Oscar. this. I can do this. I was in Lawrence of Arabia. Okay, before we get to what the fuck happened, let's all, I have a, a rugs. I want to hear some comments uh, from from you about this. I just have to say, I started this movie. This movie made no sense from the very first frame, and I kept waiting for the movie to make sense, and it never fucking made 
makes sense. It's the most amazing thing. I, and I, it just got crazier and more nonsense. And I, the whole time, like we were doing, I was like, what the fuck is happening in this movie? Uh, rugs. Any thoughts after this journey? I've tried to watch this movie like maybe like six times. Yes. Like since my childhood, like it would be on on channel 11 and I'd be like, I'm going to watch it. And every single time I was like, fuck this movie. I can't watch it. It's fucking too bad. I don't, I, I checked out so many times. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, this time I have to watch the whole thing all the way through. There's so many ridiculous things. The only thing that made me tune in is Helen Slater being hot. And that's that's it. You know what? That's pretty much it. Helen Slater actually makes a decent Supergirl if she had better shit to do. I can see that kind of same thing that like Chris Reeve brought a little bit in there. But the material is not helping her out. Yeah, at all, she's, she, she looks the part. Yeah. She looks great yeah. in the suit. Yeah. And um, that's about it. And uh, the movie is probably, I would say, worse than B movies. Like worse. Like, I, this is probably because this is uh this who's made this? Is this WB? It's Warner Brothers yeah. and the Salkins though. And we'll get and Matt Dahl will tell us they didn't really get along well. With yeah, like this no. is like the second Warner Brothers movie that we've watched. We're like that we can't believe the Warner oh, Brothers yeah. was made involved some stinkers. in. Also, let's talk about the runtime. Uh, Dalhauer, and then just get into what the fuck happened here because this movie is 124 minutes. This is like the extended international cut of the movie. They cut it down to what, 103 minutes when it was released, and then on Max is the long ass version with tons of scenes. You and know, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, 103 minutes is still yeah. too long of a fucking movie. There is so much of this movie you can cut out of this. And like 90% of that is just fucking flying yes. footage. We saw it. We saw it in the first three Superman movies. I don't need to watch this bitch fly across <laughs> <Yeah>. the world. <laughs> Several times. All right. Where did this go wrong? Oh, my God. Okay. So here's one of the first things I'm going to say before we even get into what went wrong. I told Imran, it has been, I think, seven or eight years. But this is the movie that has dethroned the 2015 Fantastic oh, Four. Shit. Wow. As the most torturous film I have ever watched for this fucking we series. Did it. Yes. Took down Fantastic Four. Wow. I couldn't be happier. Yes. I have in my notes for this movie. The phrase, what the fuck is happening, why it's perfect. is written nine times. I mean, the what the fuck happened series was made for this movie. It is, but not even for this reason, because it's not even a question of what the fuck happened to the movie. The question of what the fuck is happening is, I cannot tell you why the story is doing what it's doing. Yep. If I want to go into why is this movie what it is, it's a very simple story. The most simple way to put it is because Superman 3 bombed at the box office. And so, back in the 70s, when uh, the Salkind family bought the rights to Superman on film, they also bought the rights to Supergirl and I think Superboy? Yeah, probably. Yeah, you probably get the whole package. Crypto deal. and everything. 
I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they bought like the super yeah. family in the 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 whole like concept of film. And so in Superman three, they originally had planned on introducing Supergirl in this like B or C plot that was going to Another go. Another plot in that movie, Jesus. Yeah, and that's the problem. Yeah. Is they realized, oh, that'd be too much going yeah. on, so they didn't bother. Uh, and then Superman three did really badly, and Chris Reeves was like, I don't think I want to come back for these movies. And so Alexander Salkine said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a Supergirl movie, and we're going to try and like refresh the franchise by bringing in a new character and a new story and doing all this new stuff. And the original story that they had, and they even pitched to directors and actors, was Superman has been captured by a villain and Supergirl has to save him. I think it was Brainiac. I believe yeah. you're correct. I believe it was the computer from yes, three that was going to be Brainiac was going yeah. to then evolve yeah. into yeah. Brainiac and kidnap Superman and Supergirl was going to have to save him. And a bunch of people were like, yeah, I love that idea. I really want to do this. I'd love to be a part of this, you know, including people like Peter <laughs> O'Toole and, and, and fake yeah. Dunaway and, you know, fucking Oscar winning yeah. actors. And then Chris Reeve said, I don't want to be Superman be anymore. I'm done and walked away and the Salkines went, oh, shit, what do we do? You know, they wanted a cameo on Superman explaining things to her, which would have made a lot of sense if you think about the movie. Yeah. And so they went, okay, um, Superman is not on Earth anymore. And they had to very quickly rewrite about 75% of the movie they wrote. And that's the best they could do? I, and I read that the majority of that $35 million budget was spent on these rewrites. Like, the only the only way that I could even justify how badly written this movie yeah. is is if they were writing it as they were filming it yeah. and they, they were just making shit up as they were going along and there was nobody giving a fuck about this movie at all. They're just like, just do it. Then I could see it. But if this is something that they calculatedly written... Yeah. Like wrote down I, and so, made like I think I think well, what it was, was they got they got to the point where they were just about to start principal photography when Chris said no and didn't like he never signed on to the movie. They just assumed that they could get him in because they were they were going after like Richard Lester to direct yeah. this film. And it was Richard Lester went uh, not after three. I don't want to. Do I mean, this. and they can't get. They couldn't get John Williams, and you have this fucking generic music. And so it was at a point where, like, Chris Reeve was maybe still a part of the film. He hadn't officially said no, and he had worked with um, Gen Geno Suarez, uh, Geno Suarez yeah. on another yeah. movie, and had even been like, "Hey, I think he's a great director. I really, I like, I really like the way he approaches yeah. things." So he went, oh, yeah, I would love to direct Supergirl with Chris and everybody else in it. And then Chris went, oh, no, I'm not coming back. Yeah, clearly it would have been a much different movie. So I think I think you are pretty spot on in the fact that, like, they were basically at the point of filming when they went, oh, about 75 percent of our script just walked out the yeah. door. 
And then fast forward a little bit, like this, the bombing of this movie forces the Salkins to sell to Canon, and you get Quest for Peace, and and well, somehow now, Chris Reeve like agreed to fucking come back. Before we even get there, they go making the movie. They are filming it, and the thing is, is that WB says, "Okay, we will help fund the movie, but it's going to be released in the summer of '84." Right. Literally a year after Superman three. Oh yeah. And uh the Salkins, knowing that Chris backed out, we have a third rate director that we never wanted running it. We can't get John Williams, and this movie is not going to be anything better than Superman three. Went but what if we did holiday season of eighty four? Oh. And WB went, no, <laughs> it goes summer of 84 or we don't fucking release it. Wow. And so the Salkins were like, okay, why don't you just sell us the distribution rights? Oh, oh, that's what. And WB went, well, after your last Superman movie, sure. Yeah. You can have it. And the Salkins turned around and they somehow convinced TriStar Pictures. Yeah, that's right. To buy the distribution rights for Supergirl. TriStar actually released it, yeah. And TriStar went, holiday of 84? Sure thing, let's put it out in November. We got nothing. Can you name another movie that released in November of 1984? Well, we did. In the beginning, you named a bunch of them. No, you didn't. No? Every movie I named from the holiday season... Oh, of 1984 did not release in November. They released in October or December. That's a dead time. That's not a good time. November of 1984 had one other quote unquote notable release. Okay. And that was the Ewoks Caravan of Courage. Wait, is a movie in theaters? It it funny enough released internationally in theaters. Well, I don't think that means America. Yeah. But it did release in theaters somewhere. So a, a dead time. Which means, outside of that, there is not another fucking movie that released in November that ever went on to do anything in that year. So TriStar agreed, sure, we'll release it in a time where no one's going to see it and no one's going to care. And that's how you wind up with $14 million at the box office. Oh, my God. In 1984. Wow, that's terrible. That's really bad. Uh, Some notable names that had tried out for the role of Supergirl. Yeah, this is great. Include Brooke Shields and Demi Moore. Yep. And the Salkins both went, nah, we don't want people who are known in this role. We want a nobody like Chris Reeve was when we did Superman. I agree. And by the time yeah. I get I get that I get that idea because when they did Superman, Chris Reeve was unknown. And by the time that movie came out and blew up in the box office, Chris Reeve was a fucking superstar. The problem is you literally said out loud, we want to catch lightning in a bottle twice. Yeah, that doesn't happen. And that will never happen. Yeah. So when this movie 
bombed so hard at the box office. The Salkins could only see one way out, and that was selling the rights to the Superman franchise to Canon Films. Mm. At a very discounted rate, very discounted price. What do you think? Seventy five dollars. I wonder how much they pay for it. I'm gonna say fifty bucks <laughs> and a pack of menthol. The six pack of beer. We'll take it. A five. It's a five yeah. rack. They they kept one because fuck you. Well, and you can hear how that movie turned out, listener. Episode three forty seven. The only thing <laughs> that peace. brought back Chris Reeve for Superman four, Quest yeah. for Peace, yeah, was he said. You have to give me creative control over the movie. Oh, okay. Wow. And Cannon said, absolutely. Sure. Go ahead. Well, that movie's way better than this movie. It is. That movie is Shakespeare it's compared a to this fucking piece of it is shit. A, it is a fucking masterpiece compared to this. I, I had a ball watching Quest for Peace. Yeah. This movie made me wish I was dead. <laughs> Three times Jesus. in two hours. Fuck. I will hurt people. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's great. That guy's I was going to say, Atomic Fingernails. That guy's great. Is enough to make me say, I'll watch your movie versus this weird backwards schoolgirl bullshit. I will hurt people. I mean, that fight on the moon alone. I was going to say, this better than everything in this fight movie. on the moon yeah. set yeah. is enough to make me go, I'll watch your movie. Yeah. Instead of watching Faye Dunaway backlit with a fucking fan yeah, in what her was, face, what was that just yelling, why did she have, like, I am God. Why did she have like this weird spotlight on her face yeah, all the time? It was like the old timey lighting on her face with the barn doors all the time. Because you know for a fact. Faye Dunaway got to tell everybody on set how to light her. Yes. Oh, and it's only her. Even when fucking Brenda Vaccaro is standing next to her. A hundred percent. She is lit like a fucking 1940s star. Yeah. Yeah. While everybody else in the scene with her in the exact same (laughs) shot are flat lit. Yes. Why? It didn't make any sense. Nothing because makes sense. Because Faye Dunaway got to tell everybody else, uh, no, this is how you light me. And they went, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, do you know who they also uh, wanted for uh, Selena? She was not their first choice. Oh, shit. Um, Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> no, this is 1984. Oh, the other Selena. Okay. Yeah, the other Selena. Yeah. Apparently, the role originally offered to Jane Fonda. Okay. Goldie Hawn. They turned it down. Oh, oh, oh. I know the last one. Yes. They wanted Dolly Parton. Yes. Uh, They offered her $7 million to play Selena. And she's like, I don't play witches. I don't care how much you pay me. Well, it was it was a she said, I don't play witches and B, I don't play villains. Oh, yeah. 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 She's got a brand. She's got a brand to uphold. That's right. Good, good move, Dolly. I got to give props to Dolly for buying I mean, out unless of this. unless the hero is Jolene. Yes. Then it's got to be Dolly. Jolene. <laughs> they also originally did cast Demi Moore as Lucy Lane. But then there was then she scheduling things that she left. Then they got Maureen Tiffy is the girl who plays Lucy Light. All right. Oh, well, you know, to everybody's benefit, including Maureen Tiffy. <laughs> you know who they wanted to play, Ethan? Tell me. John Travolta. Ew. <laughs> yes. I mean, at the same time, though, 
Yeah, fine. It's not like Ethan was a part worth clamoring over. It would have been interesting. He literally gets dressed up like Austin Powers and is seen coloring in a coloring book because Selena wanted to fuck a child. But have you seen the poster for this thing, Rugs? Have you seen the poster with her badly like placed face flat on this her flying? I put it in here. It's, oh, the, it's horrible. The one, the one that they have on HBO Max? Yeah, it's like with the Statue of Liberty and there's a shot of her flying. Oh, yeah, it's oh, like no. very right, badly photoshopped. The angles don't match at all. And uh, yeah, no, cardboard cutout of Helen Slater coming out of the water. Uh, just what the fuck? Yeah, it's like one of those things that's really, really peculiar when they make a movie and they cast like what you think is a very great casting like for Supergirl. And uh, it's just a terrible movie. It is bad in every single kind of way. It, there's no redeeming qualities about this movie at all. Like all of the action stuff is terrible. Like even like the way that she's on the the uh, the wires to fly. Like she's awkward yeah. in the in yeah. the way that they do it. Yes. Uh, there's no real action. That scene with the freaking that. Uh, that whatever that thing is, that claw. What is the it? shadow monster? No, 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 no. The the oh. the the oh the the, the, the construction hull, the construction thing. thing. Yeah, like yeah. that went on way too long. Yeah, it was like improbable and bad. Like when stuff's happening, like I understand. Like this came out in the eighties, and uh, there was a certain kind of stupidity to people during that time that would just take anything. Like suspension of disbelief was so high during yes. that time because cinema was new and these adventure stories were new and. You only heard dumb stories. So, like, you weren't surprised to hear a dumb story. But this was even too dumb for that. Like, this was even dumber than the, the were, Yes, they weren't even trying. It goes way past like, people that hated level. it then, right? So, uh, yes. Yeah. So, it's, it's abysmal. Like, it, it's one of those things where it's, it is, it's a concept in which, like, it's not even one of those things where they're like, oh, this movie was ahead of its time. And like 20 to 30 years later, suddenly it's found an audience. No, no it never did. Everyone still fucking hates this movie. I mean, I'm surprised they have it on HBO Max, right? Like, I'd be fucking embarrassed. Like, you're taking out, they're pulling oh, all, all the shit. shit yeah. They deleted yes. off of there. They leave this fucking thing. <laughs> oh, I got some more casting. Uh, Dudley Moore was offered $4 million to play Zaltar. And uh, he turned it down. So Peter O'Toole Fucking got paid. Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore. Yeah. Peter O'Toole got paid $4 million, uh in this movie. I, Dudley Moore. I don't. I can only imagine. It's it, There's two possibilities. Peter O'Toole either needed this money for whatever reason. Yeah. Or <laughs> Peter O'Toole really didn't need that money. And he just didn't want to not act. This is what I don't understand. Is he slumming it? Or he was, was like, he do desperate? I get to feel this girl's ass? I'm in. Yeah, I think that's all it took. To sell am, I gonna, am, I gonna get, am I going to get two handfuls of that tush? And they're like, do you, do you want to do that? And he goes, yes, I do. And they went, will you do it for $4 million? He went, I think I will. I would do it for free. <laughs> Oh, I'll um, do it for three million. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to give you four and pretend like you asked for it. <laughs> so, but Helen Slater actually appears as a character in the Melissa Benoist Supergirl show, and she's still she's looking. She's not bad. She's still uh, I, that's that's at least one of the things that the the Arrowverse has done very well yeah. is they have paid a lot of respect to the actors who have played the characters before them. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Great work, Delhauer. Final question for you. Like we said, we're about to see yet another Supergirl, The Flash. What is your level of excitement for this movie coming out in about a month? <sighs> Michael Keaton is my Batman. Yes. But I don't give a shit about The Flash in any form. You'll... Whether it is Ezra Miller yeah. or Grant Gustin yeah, yeah. or whoever else. Yeah. I find The Flash to be such a boring ass character. <laughs> All of your fucking villains are just you. Yes, it's true. And every story you tell is, I have to learn how to run faster. Oh boy, I bet you will. Until you fucking disappear in the timeline and then another asshole has to take your place. So, yeah. I don't fucking care about The Flash, and I will probably wait until it is on streaming so I can watch Michael Keaton be Batman again. Gotcha. Because I don't need to be in the theater for it. So, Keaton... And then we're going to reboot the whole yeah. fucking universe, yeah. and it won't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then all of the DC movies will just be the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'll get <laughs> sick of that shit, too. That's, is that where we're headed? Uh, oh yeah we'll I mean, like look i love james gunn as a person and i enjoyed his rendition of suicide squad i did not watch any of a peacemaker yeah it's great i'm sure it is but i know what it's gonna be yeah and i don't need uh an overabundance of that it's got jennifer holland in it cool <laughs> it's gonna be the same shit yeah and I know it is. And look, I am one who's going to say, look, man, if you can write the same script 15 times and get paid the same amount of money every time for it, go good for you. Do you. you do. Good for you for getting into that position in your career. You do. But you know you. what I don't need to do? Watch it. Yeah, so Keaton's not even enough to get you into the seats here. So. I will not be in the theater for that fucking right. movie. I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't know what it is about Ezra Miller that DC decided after you have been literally kidnapping children and force feeding them drugs yeah. that we're not going to cancel your movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't need to support that shit. Yeah. Maybe he's, maybe he's better. Maybe, maybe he took the help. All right. First off, it's they, Get I mean, they, sorry, maybe they are better. You're right. Apologize. Now beyond that, <laughs> will I check out, the Superman movie that uh, James Gunn makes. Yes, I will. Okay. Here's why. Okay. Because Zack Snyder's Superman was fucking garbage. Okay. Yeah. I know that a lot of people are going to get mad because so many people fucking love Henry Cavill. So do I. I really enjoyed The Witcher. I thought he was great in that. I thought he was the worst Superman we've ever had. Because... Superman Damn. doesn't need to be fucking moody no. and brooding no, and doesn't. killing people yeah. to be relatable. Yeah. The whole point of Superman is that he is an ideal we live up to. So he should be happy. He should be the fucking best person ever. Hopeful. And he should not be a person I ever fucking relate to <clears throat> because I don't get to be him. Batman's a fucking shitbox. That's why everyone loves him, because we can all see ourselves getting that fucking dark. Yeah. And you know what? Batman's a whole point where you're supposed to say, I don't ever want to be that guy either. Yeah. Because if Batman was a good man, 
he would have just spent all of his money as a billionaire helping on things like social reformation. Yes, social change. Instead of punching fucking clowns (laughs) who happen to be also homeless people. (laughs) So it looks like the trick is to try to cast a new Superman that looks just like Henry Cavill. Is that what they're going to go for? Sure, whatever. It can even be Henry Cavill as long (laughs) as he's not a fucking asshole. Yeah. (laughs) I, my feeling is, uh, Tyler, uh, 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 he's great. Tyler Hoechlin. Thank you. From, from Superman and Lois. Yep. Probably one of my favorite Superman since Chris, Chris Reeve. He, wow. That's high praise. He's very good though. I do like him. He is one who understands that Superman's entire point is that he is not meant to be brooding or mean or, or, you know, upsetting or fighting people for the fact of hurting them. Yeah. He recognizes I am a symbol of hope for the people that see me. And therefore I should always be the thing they want to be. Yeah. But yeah. that's that's a writing issue, right? That's yeah. a yeah. that's a it's absolutely a, that's writing a directorial issue. I don't blame producer issue, right? I don't blame Henry Cavill for the Superman he but played. But he's got that ever. stain on him now. But he's got so much fucking Zack Snyder on him yeah. that I cannot see him again. I'm sorry. I love you to death. You're a cutie patootie. Get the fuck out of my movies. <laughs> Burn through them. Yeah, well, we'll see what's going on with this James Gunn movie. Like, uh, I'm hoping he does a good job. And if he comes back, great. I hope it's enough to make me say, you know what? It made up for all the shit that you got forced to be in before this. Like, I think there was a fatigue with Superman being like the Boy Scout. At the, it, I think this is what happens. In the 90s, we're post-Dark Knight, and that was like something that was seminal. It was like... It changed the whole entire landscape of comics because they were considered for little kids and stupid and like, you know, whatever. And then this, they all of a sudden grew up overnight. Yeah. And I think uh, Zack Snyder grew up in that time. Yeah. And he thought, oh, well, let me do to Superman what was done to Batman and make him like this grittier character. And maybe I'll get credit for like changing Superman and making him more relatable. But he just went. I just think that he went in the wrong direction. That Man of Steel movie was shitty, but like, if he didn't do a few things, I think it would be a lot better. And uh, yeah, it just he doesn't he didn't get it. He was the wrong guy to to shepherd in the new era of Superman. My my feelings for Zack Snyder and Superman were a Zack Snyder wanted to make a Batman movie, right? And I think he begged WB to let him make a Batman movie. And they went, dude, after Chris Nolan, are you fucking insane? And he was like, no, please, I could do a Batman movie. It'll be, it'll be dark, and it'll be gritty, and it'll be great. And they went, no, man, no, we're not going to do that. But we do want to do Superman. And I feel like Zack Snyder's attitude was, A, I don't want to fucking do Superman. Exactly. Yeah, I want to yeah. do a Batman yeah. movie. Yeah. And they were like, look, if you do a Superman movie, that'll make us a billion dollars. We'll let you make a Batman movie. And he was like, all right, fine. So then he immediately was like, all right, Chris Nolan, will you help me make a Superman movie? And Nolan went, no, but I'll produce it because I want your money. It's like, fine. <laughs> hey, who did you write the Batman movies with? Uh, David S. Goyer. Oh, give me that guy. 
hey, David, will you make a, a Superman movie with me? Are you going to pay me? <laughs> sure. And so he rewrote Batman Begins, but it was Superman that time. Mm. Uh, and guess what? It was stupid. <laughs> but Snyder didn't care, because as long as the movie got made, he was like, well, it's going to make a billion dollars. You idiots will watch whatever. And then everyone was like, oh, yeah, missed the mark on this one, didn't you, bud? Yeah. So WB went, okay, you didn't make a billion dollars. We won't just give you a Batman movie, but you do have to do another movie for us to prove you could do. He goes, all right, what if I do Batman and Superman? Can I do Batman now? And they were like, um, yeah, Batman and Superman will probably make us a billion dollars. He goes, okay, I'll do Batman and Superman. Yeah, but like... They can't just be like friends, right? He's like, I'll make them fight each other. That'll make you a lot of money. Like, yeah, no, that sounds like the pitch that's meeting. Yeah, of the movie, absolutely. Because how do you not make a billion dollars with Batman and Superman in the headline, in the title? What the fuck? I, I mean, he has a tendency to deconstruct things without ever like constructing them first. So it <laughs> didn't work. That is probably the most apt thing I've ever heard about him is deconstruction yes. without construction. He never bothered to construct the fucking thing. He's like, I'm just oh, going to take shit. it down. I forgot. You have to establish yeah, a world before maybe. you can break it down. Maybe try that. Yeah. But we're beyond that era. We're in the James Gunn era. We're going to get a new Supergirl. This is a good character. There's a lot of potential here. Not in this movie, but in the other things uh, we've so, seen. So God, God willing... Good work, Dalhawa. We can get some shit that's going to be worth watching and not this trash. Yeah. I mean, high percentage that it can't get worse. I mean, it can, you, but... You could you could blow your nose into a fucking napkin and call it a Supergirl movie, yeah. and I would probably go, yeah, you know what? I bet that'll be worthwhile. <laughs> well, they're, they're using that Tom King book as reference, and I know he's a good writer, and I've heard great things. The art in that book is amazing. Tom King is a good writer. He's a good dude. I met him fucking years ago back when, here we go, everyone take a shot when I was working for Nerdist. Oh, yeah, the Nerdist days when you were, that's the first time you were on Back when I was fucking relevant. (laughs) Well, And so was Chris Hardwick. Yo, Nerdist is barely relevant now. Come on, (laughs) really. it's not. Um, but yeah, Tom, Tom, this was, this is back in the days when Tom King was a struggling writer, just trying to get noticed for writing like the unit, I think it was yeah, called. Yeah. Um, but it was like, I, I met him and I met Mitch Garrods, uh, back before they were, you know, doing like super big DC books and they, they're both fucking great dudes. Like, please support them and everything that they do. Like they're, they're, they're amazing guys. You should read their stuff. Uh, they're actually, they're up for an Eisner award right now. Oh, Nice. For um, uh, Batman, One Bad Day, Riddler. Oh, oh, I want to read that. So please go read it, go support them, go vote for them. They deserve it. They're they're absolutely top of their game. Um, the end, I guess. Right on. No, I was gonna say this concludes, listener, the 18th edition of What the Fuck Happened. Uh, you can find all of them on our website. There's a little drop down that has all the What the Fuck Happened shows. Uh, please support the show so we can pay for counseling for Del Howard because we have <laughs> we have we have broken him, we have hurt him. All, I all am for your going enjoyment. to start chewing glass. I swear, oh, to fucking you. god! Oh god, no, it's over, Del Howard. The movie's over. You don't have to ever watch this again. I commend <laughs> you and I thank you. But I do service. offer up to the listeners, um, please, outside of just listening to the other what the fuck happened uh, movies. 
please suggest what you want to hear next. Uh, I would love to be back sooner than yeah. a year and a half yeah, well, or whatever the fuck the, yeah. the, the time jump was. Like, I, I, I love being here. I love working with you guys. I love doing this. No matter how much I fucking hate some of the movies we watch, I love doing this because at least I get to have fun yeah. complaining. Uh, I try to do it in the most entertaining way possible so that it's not just a white guy screaming at you. It's also at least funny enough that you feel like you gain something other than just getting yelled at. Well, Ruggs had the funniest, the best description of it. Ruggs, remember what you said? Well, you don't probably don't. It's like the most sarcastic audiobook you're ever going to listen to, which yeah. is fucking dead on. But look, we're going to try to do this uh, uh, with more frequency every few months. You know, this writer's strike is going to leave a hole somewhere coming up. Of nothing's coming out, everything's delayed. So we'll get you in then, and yeah, just leave us and, suggestions. Uh, I I promise all of you. I was talking to Imran about it before. Uh, we at least have something somewhat special planned for the twentieth version. Yes, the twentieth episode of what the fuck happened. Yeah, it's gonna be a big one. So we got to get through nineteen. Yep. So let's let's find something we all want to listen to, so we can get that out of the way. And then we got a plan for twenty. And then we can get to 20, 20 and we could do something real fucking, real fucking good. God, I, did you ever think back when we did the uh, Spider-Man 3, we'd be doing 20 of these? I didn't think you guys would ever talk to me again. <laughs> so, like, the idea that we did a two was really one of those things where it was like, oh, fuck, man. Like, this this hit and it hit hard and people are wanting to hear it again. It was great. Yeah. And I allowed it despite, like, Spider-Man was my favorite. And I was like, oh, boy. But then it was fucking amazing. You know, that was the funny thing was especially the fact that, like, the first episode we ever did it wasn't even what the fuck happened yeah. at the time. Yeah. It was a crossover between various podcasts yes. that was like, oh, we're all doing Spider-Timber. Yes, it was Spider-Timber. Oh, my it God. It was like, yeah. so we're all going to do stuff about Spider-Man. And so I remember talking to Imran. He's like, well, you know, I used to be on How I Jump. And, like, yeah. you know, we're going to cross over. Like, you know, the, he's like, Imran's like, well, what do you, what can you do? I'm like, I don't know, man. I can talk about how shitty Spider-Man 3 was. <laughs> he's like, okay, Sure. <laughs> Dude, Spider Timber was great. Shout out to Place to Hang Your Cape, David Malofsky. That was he put that all together, I think, or he was part of it. The fact I'm gonna say this as well. The fact that that that's still going on as well. Good on David. Yeah, good for him because I I still follow them and I still see their stuff popping up all the time on like my Instagram yeah. feed. Yeah, he's been running that site like a year longer than we've been around. Like they were in a year we started and he's still going. So so like yeah. you know everybody who isn't how do I jump is still going. Yeah. How do I jump? What about the those British dudes that were listening to, listening to us? That was that was Malofsky. No, no, that you're talking about uh, three six five Northumberland. Okay, yes, Kevin Halden. Are they still around? Uh, oh yeah, they don't do the podcast, but I see Kevin posting things. And oh okay, those guys were great. Northumberland, we surprised them with a rug boy visit, and then we had a crossover. Uh, also, yeah, one little quick thing I want to throw out there because yeah. I know we didn't we didn't mention it, but it is a little bit of a uh, comic book news. Yeah, uh, R.I.P. today. Oh, to Ray Stevenson. Yeah. Oh my God. Our, our favorite ever Punisher, if we ever talk about Punisher Warzone. That's definitely a movie that we could do. He's great in Punisher Warzone. And they, it's on our list, man. It'll come up at some point. He was in so. RRR, too, like most he was, recently. He was in RRR. He was, he's coming up in the yes. new season of Ahsoka. He's in the Ahsoka show, so we will But see. his best role was Titus Polo. Everybody knows that. Everybody oh, knows yeah. that, man. Don't don't even pretend like that's a fucking piece Ray, of news. Ray Stevenson's great, yeah. <laughs> that's sad. Uh, oh God, he was, he wasn't in the Irishman. What was the, the fucking movie? Was it called get, get the Irish or some shit like that? It was like a, 
It was another fucking criminal movie where he played an Irishman because he is Irish. Yeah, he did that in a lot of movies. Kill the like, Irishman, it was called. That's it. And he was in it. Thor. Volstag as Thor. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. He was one of the he was one of the, the heroes three. Oh, he's in an accident man movie too. Hitman's Holiday. With yeah, Scott yeah, Adkins. yeah. He's a bartender in that one. But we'll see him in Ahsoka. He's kind of, he's all oh, he's only looks like he's in only one episode of Ahsoka, but still he looked badass in that too. I'm guessing it's a flashback, and yeah. I'm assuming he dies because yeah. otherwise yeah. that that dude's gonna have to get recast, and that sucks. Yeah, he was in the Thor movie. Yeah, so that's sad news. I'm thinking he was. Uh, they didn't announce. They didn't announce what it was yet, he, as far as I know. But he was fifty. Only fifty-eight, which is yeah, that's pretty young. That's terrible. Yeah, it's pretty it young. Well, we're gonna end the show on a bummer then. <laughs> so no, no, no. Here's yeah. here's what we're gonna end it oh. on. Hey, everybody, take care of yourselves. Love yourselves. Visit your doctors. I don't know what it was that got Ray <laughs> Stevenson, but I guarantee you, it's good. fuck. It's probably something that a bunch of us might be able to prevent if we just take care of ourselves a little bit better. I feel like you're talking directly at me right now. Yeah, Imran. Imran. I probably should. Fucking stop eating so much salt. Take that advice. You Let me tell you. I feel great. Drink more water. Yeah, no, those are all, this is all good advice. I mean, look, man, I'm, I'm one who has to get my cholesterol and my fucking blood pressure down get myself. Out, walk at around the, more. At the age of 33, so I'm, I'm right behind you, man. Uh, oh, Ray Stevenson used to live in Northumberland. Look at that, tying it together. He was ah, raised yes. there. I'll, I'm going to go. Uh, let me make an appointment with my doctor. Uh, Rugs, where can the listener find you online? Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at really rug boy. That's about it. Uh, I'm, I'm there. You can find no, me there. You, you want to plug anything? How can they get in touch with you? Uh, most socials, whether it is Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, you can find me at Maddie DVO. That's Maddie M A T T Y D V O seven two. Uh, or if you want, I stream weekly, usually on Tuesdays, Ooh, but streaming. sadly not this week. But mostly on Tuesdays at Maddie DVO. You can find me and a bunch of my friends, usually playing things like uh, Phasmophobia, Deceive Inc. Or, God forbid, it's a day where you have to deal with only me. Who knows what I'll play, but I'll try to be entertaining. Um, and if I'm not, uh, fuck you. On the Twitch, of course, is where... Twitch.tv slash DVO. There you go. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. We will peep you next time. I really don't give a shit. Not funny. Fuck that show. Fuck that movie. Jack and Nerd. <laughs>